Have you ever been scrolling through Instagram and Twitter and thought to yourself, wow, I have a lot of really successful friends. Also, why are they more successful than me? Well, I have. My name is Lori Marie and I'm the host of Me and My More Successful Friends podcast. And I'm here to sit down with all of your favorite comedians, actors, musicians, producers, directors, voiceover actors, and basically anyone in Hollywood that's super successful and that I've known for a really long time. Well, maybe not a really long time. Some of the people I met on the street corner just like a week ago, but now they're my Instagram friend. So, Let's find out what success means to them and what I'm doing wrong. What's up, me and my more successful friends and listeners? This is episode 19. Um, I'm super excited. My friend Dave Merhez, he's a comedian actor. He joins the podcast. He's popped into town for a minute to do some comedy. Um, He's in from New York, and I got really lucky because I hit him up. And he happened to be available. And we end up talking for two hours. So buckle up. I highly recommend taking commercial breaks. Um, Or just listen the whole way through if you do. Uh, Write a review. Let me know what's up. Uh, And just be nice because my ego can't take it. All right. I hope you guys enjoy. Tiana used to sleep in her bed and like she had a queen bed and I was like damn this bitch is rich because like I slept in a twin until I was like 19. Really? Yeah my parents were like you don't need all that space we're not going to pay for two beds for you essentially. Wow. Where did you, but you grew up in uh, wh- where? I grew up in the valley. What would that be like what would? That's like Thousand Oaks. Oh yeah. was it fun there? No. <laughs> <laughs> it what was do you mean, not. No. Is it like stere- is it what everyone stereotypes it to be? Do you get angry when it's like don't stereotype me? No, it's no? exactly what you think. Everyone's like rich and white and Trump supporters. Really? I would say like sixty percent, and they all have guns. Oh no! And they all go and like go to stagecoach every year. What stagecoach? It's like the country western, like big. It's like <laughs> oh, the Coachella shit. of like country music. Also, like, uh, what's his name would be there? Uh, fuck, who the Garth Brooks? Yeah. Oh, okay, Wicked. I don't think I think he's too big for stage. I don't know. I have no idea. I never like subscribed to any of that stuff. I was very, um, I hung out with like all the misfits. You know, it was like kind of when since like, you were like a kid. I was more like you were a troublemaker. Okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I looked, I looked like this, all like innocent. I think I look innocent and like kind of sweet, and I got good grades, and like everyone liked me. But I was also like a tomboy, so I hung out with all the like skaters okay. and then like the punk kids and the emo kids. I was kind of like, I f- I like could fit in every group. Sorry, someone is blowing me up. Move here, go away. Anyway, <laughs> that's a good that's a good thing to have somebody. I get it. Yeah. To yeah. But I, but I wasn't like, I wasn't like the people that you grew up with, not or not grew. No, no, yeah, and and that's fine, and that's not a negative thing, and I don't want to shit on my hometown because okay. um, I don't think there's anything wrong with any of those things, except that I'm not going to talk about my political affiliation. I'm just telling you right now, yeah. if you go to Thousand Oaks, 
You'll see a lot of that, bro. No, they do. Is yeah. it fun at least to grow up in LA? Like how okay, it is? Yeah. Is it a lot of people visit here and not from here? Yeah. I was interested in how people who are from here perceive so, it. So I grew up like 40 minutes north. Okay. So just right outside, quote unquote, the city. And, um, you know, by the time I was like 16, 17, I always wanted to go to Hollywood. I was super into music. I, w- I would like go to this place called the Cobalt Cafe in the Valley, like Deep Valley, like Chatsworth, like the other side of the tracks. Like you get in trouble there. Like you mean it's like it was a rough neighborhood? No, it was just like all the like troublemakers. Like everyone's there, in like black. So coke, like heroin. Oh, probably. I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, but I was su- I was still super innocent. Like I was I was like there. But, like, I didn't really see any of that stuff probably until college when I would, like, I don't know. But I stayed here. Like, I went to Cal, I went to Cal State Northridge, which is, you know, very nice state school <laughs> in Southern California. So you're, like, a pure California person. Yeah. Can you tell by my accent? Like I do, so but, California. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we were talking. I think it's, I think it's <laughs> interesting and hilarious. I go, oh, they sound like that. Do I sound like them? I'm like a them? I'm not a, it's not a them, but you mean like I grew up in Canada. So like you'd only, like you saw it on TV and you're like, oh, I wonder if that's a real thing. Do you say, wait, which part of Canada though? Because there's so many different dialects, right? I grew up in Windsor, Ontario, which is on the border of Detroit. So from our, my childhood home, the tunnel, which gets you across the downtown Detroit was like 15 minutes. Okay. So you grew up, it was. Was it rough? Was it like eight miles? Like Eminem? No, our name, our, <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> what's funny is that the college that I went to, the v- vice president, I was just with the vice president of that school, and he, w- I was telling him where I live, and he was, l- and I told him we had moved a bit to South Windsor, and he mm-hmm. was like, oh man, it's like, you, why? and then we moved back to where I grew up, and he goes, it's like you moved back to the, to the hood or the ghetto, and I never thought what? my neighborhood was. <laughs> I was like a middle class family. That's rude. I was like, what? But I didn't say anything to him. That's good. But I was like, oh, maybe that's what it was perceived at. But it was like not like we weren't. There wasn't like what? there was like rough kids in the neighborhood yeah. for sure. Yeah. But it wasn't anything that you were like in danger kind of thing. My, yeah. Well, that's kind of like so I so the actual house I, I lived in growing up is in this um housing, huge housing community called Wood Ranch. At one point in the 90s, they wanted to become their own city. Wow. Because they had a grocery store and a post office. And That's you all you could. need. Yeah. And uh, it's hilarious because it's the border between Simi Valley, Joe Dirt, and uh, Thousand Oaks. So... I actually went to high school in Simi. But and that's where the redneck, like, sorry, that's is that? <laughs> well, it has, like, really rich areas. Because you said like Joe Dirt, said. so yeah, I'm like, so is that where the rough w- white people live? Yeah, so, like, okay. that's the thing. Like, it's, like, every it's like every suburban town, there's, like, the really nice pockets, and then there's, like, the kind of rougher, like, m- you know, drug den, a lot of meth, a lot of, lot of drugs happening. Um, okay. And I and I was so in my bubble because this podcast is supposed to be about you, so we're gonna turn it back to you in a second. But no, I just was interested. <laughs> I haven't even like introduced <laughs> you yet. I'm really bad at this. Um, I kind of <laughs> instigated asking all these questions. I know we're just warming up here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I I kind of grew up in this bubble of like I and I ha- I hate saying this, but like we grew up pretty well off. Like there's nothing wrong with yeah, that. It's just I I don't know. I feel like. Like ruins my street cred. Do you feel like you know? I've had I had a f- close friend of mine that his 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 aunt was like very well, and her husband were very wealthy in Canada. Like I mean, like like very wealthy. And I think his mom, like you know, but and then I knew another guy whose 
a comedian who grew up in like a, a, a very wealthy surrounding area in Toronto, but he always had this stig, this thing where he didn't want you to know because he felt like it would take away maybe his comedic uh, credibility. Mm-hmm. And I always found that that was interesting because it's just like, man, it's I I don't understand that psychology because I'm I'm not going through it. But I mm-hmm. wouldn't ju- like if you told me that you grew up wealthy and you're doing comedy like. I guess at the beginning I might be like, oh, you might not have no struggles. But again, that's ignorant <laughs> on my part because that's not true. Aww. And then I feel like comedy doesn't. You could still be funny. <laughs> like, yeah, well, like that's... you could still have a good comedy. So I feel like, you know, when you said that, I'm like, nah, you should own that. I feel like you own that. Like, you know, that's dope because it's also like a dope thing that your parents, like, were s- successful. <laughs> no, I know. I'm 34. I'm gonna be 35. By my age, my parents had owned two homes popped out a kid and my dad had his own business like i live in a one bedroom (laughs) apartment i mean i have like a you know i I have like a stable income and everything and like and like i'm probably in hindsight making the same amount now that that they were but back then it went way in the night but i mean that's still you should give yourself credit yeah, yeah, like, I, you know, I'm like a full-fledged adult. Um, That's what I mean. Got, you, got, you got your own place. You're living. Yeah, I got... You shouldn't d- take that away from yourself. But I got dreams, and they're not going fast enough, you know? Yeah. <laughs> there was, like... I, uh, I started watching, like, la- yesterday I was watching the Hollywood Reporter Roundtable for just on YouTube, just fucking around, just mm-hmm. watching stuff. And one of the actors, uh, Chadwick Boseman, he said that they were all talking about how, like, you know what I mean? You look past or you don't, you know, if you're when someone goes, oh, man, you're going to make it. But then Chadwick was like, yeah, but I already am, though. Like, I pay my bills. Yeah. Like off of off of acting. So then when he said that, I was like, oh, man, that would kind of fix a lot of performers uh, anxieties and, and, and narrative in their own head mm-hmm. if they thought that way. Because I wasn't even thinking I'm like, oh, yeah, because people will tell you that, like, when you're doing good, they'll be like, hey, man, when you make it, you're like, but I'm. <laughs> Like, like, what am I doing it. now yeah. then? <laughs> <laughs> well, and you never think about it. You always go, oh, yeah, yeah, when I make it. You're like, but you know what I mean? You never yeah. get to enjoy that time that, I don't know, but that. Like uh, yeah. of being in it. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of th- dismissive on the person who's saying it. But again, they don't know better. They're not in the industry right. probably. So yeah. they're just some guy that came to a show or some woman. And they're like, hey, man, when you make it. Don't forget but you're about me. Headlining, <laughs> yeah, you're headlining a club they paid tickets to come to. Yeah. And you're like, but I get what kind of make it they might think. Like like maybe like a Kevin Hart. Like to, to like a. Yeah. But it's Arenas. still. You still should give yourself props if you're paying your bills off of a dream that you wanted to do from some time. So I don't know. That's why I I agree with that. I I think for me, like if I had to define success, because that's the topic of our podcast, me and my more successful friends, I'm going to segue and introduce you really fast. (laughs) (laughs) So on the podcast today, this is going to be episode um, 19. And uh, Dave. My head. We're Only heads. because it's a tough, yeah, it's a I tough last name to pronounce, and, yeah. and I felt, you know, like I wanted to help yeah. you on that so that you don't, there's Thank no anxiety you. in yeah. your own soul. Because I didn't want to say it wrong. I always feel like a jerk when I say people's no, names fine. wrong. And I've, I've like no, we've like been acquainted for a few years. We I have. Would say. Yes, yeah. I, I would say, for me in my memory, I probably met you maybe in 2015, but I don't think I actually like really talk talk to you or start seeing you around. Yeah, to maybe like 2017, I would say. That's when I moved here officially. 2015, okay. I was probably had like a temporary green card. 
mm-hmm. and I was still in Toronto, and I was coming back and forth. So I probably just saw you around at, like, gigs and stuff. Yeah. Okay. So as we talked about earlier, and you were sweating, uh, you got to remember how you <laughs> met me. <laughs> And I, it's a m- test. And what I and I, what I said is I, I had a I bought a coffee today, so it's been with me for two hours. I thought the cup was white, um, but it wasn't. It's black. And I was like looking at it, and I was like, "Oh, this is not my coffee." And then I was like, <laughs> realized, "Oh man, my memory is completely yeah. like awful." Two hours, and you can't remember. No, and I mean that like sincerely. That I was very like it was very alarming. I go, "That's not healthy at all." Well, no, I think our short. I think because of the advent of like technology, social media, and cell phones, I think our attention spans now are just way shorter. It's way like if you asked me, like when I started comedy, and someone's like, "Hey, do you remember me?" I go, and I can remember. Like I can, I visually remember the club manager in my hometown at the comedy club's clothes. Okay. Like bl- black pants, white shirt. I think he wore, and he wore sometimes a cowboy hat. And it was just like back then, like phones weren't. I wasn't into my phone as much. I feel, mm-hmm. and it wasn't around. So I was able. My brain was yeah. able to like pick up that stuff because I wasn't staring at something for hours. Now, if you ask me, I'm like, like I have. I'm always thinking sometimes about, oh, what? How did I? You know, it's very. So I guess the answer is you do not remember. <laughs> no. But I did clearly before we started sit, tell you that <laughs> I didn't know what my coffee cup was. I know. And I, and I, I don't mean it in no disrespect. Uh, you're very lovely. You know what I mean? I should um, remember. It's uh, okay. I Okay, so I remember. But also, I, w- I want to also preface that, like, I haven't made it yet because I'm not filming the podcast. And I wish that I were right now so we could see the black coffee cup. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't want you guys to think, and we can see your your like uh, lovely pants. My oh yeah, I just yeah, those got are good these pants, man. Thanks. Yeah, they're yeah. yellow like vintage pants from. It's a I good outfit. They can't see you. You should get video just so that you can show off your outfits. Yeah, I know because <laughs> I actually always try to make sure. I I didn't do my hair for you today because I like I ran <laughs> out. I ran out and had a I had a meeting. Um, I had a very LA meeting before you came here. But would you do you usually do your hair for the guests? I always make sure I look good because you never know. What if, like the guests? <laughs> if they can do something for me. <laughs> That was a callback to a conversation we had before we started recording. Oh, okay. I thought you were like, <laughs> I thought you were trying to, you try to pick up people on your podcast. <laughs> no, because then it's weird. You're like, you know, man, if this person by the end of my podcast asked me for my number and then, yeah. I, was I like, mean, maybe, <laughs> maybe the, th- but sometimes I'm like in the mix of like dating someone or, um, but yeah, no, that thought is always on my mind that I'm someone. But if you, you're not gonna ask for my number because you already have it. I already have your number. Everyone I, has yeah, it if I they're coming to my stuff. house. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But if you're dating someone, you're saying you don't do your hair because you don't want that <laughs> other person. No, the, no, no, the, no, no, no. The podcast person to get excited. About <laughs> I meant that <laughs> since I've been doing the podcast, I don't recall that I've like tried to. <laughs> this is taking a turn. So let's go back to how we met. Okay. It was like 2017. It was a rainy night. I believe it was a Sunday. And me, you, and Rami were on a comedy show at an art studio. Yes. For, um, with the candle. Oh, man, I know that show with that lady that, like, yeah. she makes balloons. <laughs> yeah, she does balloon Yeah, it was in, um, oh, fuck, that's my It was bad. in Echo Park. It was. I know where and it's at And I was in the midst of, like, about to have a breakup. And we were standing in the kitchen talking after your set, I think. 
Yeah, because you had you were doing were you doing bits about it? Dude, I was bombing hard because I had a rough day right before I got yeah. there. <laughs> you were like, I'm break. Did you admit to breaking up? Yeah, I said, I yeah. think I'm breaking up with my boyfriend. And I hadn't yet. I think for like three more months, I was still with the guy. That okay, and then <laughs> by the sink in the bathroom in yeah, the back there, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we were and chatting. it was like pillows and stuff. You were eating. There were like chips and cupcakes and shit. I think. Yeah, I was like, man, I was like. I lived here and I was like, I gotta, I don't know if I could live here anymore. I think I wasn't even, I wasn't even like, I was you detached from it? that city. Yeah. Oh, wow. Cause I was like canceling spots. I was really? like, I don't want to be here. Like even when like, if I was doing good, I was like, I don't really care. Like if people were like, ah, oh, come do my show. I was like, oh, like not, uh, I was just like, oh, I'm not happy here. I'm like, mm. and it was affecting me wanting to, to go places and do comedy. I was like, ah. I so that sad. night, how'd you end up at the show then? I just, well, Rami. I know Rami for like, for like 10 years. Yeah. So uh, he was like, come through and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, cause sure. he was one of the, he was doing it with her. Yeah. They were putting on the shows. Yeah. That was, they've done it. They did it a bunch. Yeah. And they would. So when I moved to, when I was moving to, to LA, I've known Rami when he was like 19 and we kind of were like, you know, we still like would remain in touch, but it was very like, not all the time. So then when mm -hmm. I moved yeah, here, sorry, I'm very relaxed right now. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> He posted a show flyer and I was like, hey, I live, I'm, I'm moving here. And he was like, yo. And then we linked up and I started doing the shows. I would stay with them before I like officially moved. Wow. And yeah. And then so I, I was doing like what I mean is like I would do. Of course, I would do a show. There were there was there were always lit. Uh, but I was also like internally like I'm like, I don't know if I want to stay here. So wow. it was like conflicted. I was like, half so we were both having a bad day. Yeah. I was like partly like for like two days, I'd be like, this is a great place. And then. The next three days, I'm like, what am I doing in this city? And then it would just go back. It was two back and forth. So was L.A., the aside from living in Canada, was that really the second place you ever lived, like doing stand-up? or? No, I, I had moved to uh, from my hometown to Toronto in the first six months I was in Toronto. Then I moved to L.A., like not illegally, but you can stay in this country for six months yeah, in 2016. Oh, sorry, 2006. Like way back in the day oh, when wow. like there was like internet cafes. Uh, Inter oh my god, yeah. internet cafes. There would be one on. I'd go to one on Mel not Melrose, like Melrose and since Melrose and Fairfax. That's and wild. My password was like prior something, and I remember <laughs> I went in and uh, I became friends with a guy at the front, and then I was like, "Yo, can I get ten on prior?" And he goes, "Bro, you didn't hear." I was like, "What?" He goes, "Prior died," and I go, "Okay," and I left. What? I was like, "I'm not," but I was always. This is like MySpace era. So I had yeah. lived here for six months and I made like, you know, I, I couldn't stay here anymore. I mm. had my p papers. So I went back to Toronto and then eventually I moved out here in about like 2016, maybe. Okay. I and started the move in 2015. And then, okay. So how long, so you started stand up though in Toronto? I started it in Windsor and then I would go over to Detroit, like Michigan area. So that's why oh, I wow. technically kind of like got in most of my work in stand up like like hustling wise because I'd go over to a Detroit Michigan because we do other parts of uh Detroit for like a year a year and a, oh, maybe wow. 2 years in college I was doing it I was crossing over and then I've moved to Toronto then LA for 6 months then stayed in Toronto till about 2015 And like what was the comedy scene like in Detroit it was fun. I liked it. It's still called like it was my first comedy scene. Like uh, like Jay Chris Newberg was there. Oh uh, uh, yeah, he did the podcast. Um, yeah, he was like you know he was like one of the the, the more experienced top guys in that city. Um, he was managed. I think he was ma managed by the guy who owns the Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle. Mm -hmm. Rob Little, Mike Bobbitt, Jeff Ford. Um, 
there's a lot of people I came up with uh, wow. in that scene that I loved it. I wasn't even going to like really, I was just going to move to New York or LA. I was like, this is my home. I was starting to do like small towns in, in Detroit and Michigan area. And like, I was going to start middling for a, a company like funny business was out there. And I, I liked it. I, I thought it was a great scene. There was a lot of comedy clubs that had an open mic nights, so there was always crowds. Wow. And we would go to this place called the Heidelberg, and that's where I met Brent Sullivan, who lives out here, mm -hmm. Jesse Pop, and it, um, all funny. And then, yeah, I would go out to Ann Arbor and, and like, <laughs> bomb, and then drive back to go through customs and pay, like, you had to pay a toll to cross over to Detroit. So I was paying, yeah. like, it wasn't a lot, but it's three fifty each way. So that adds up yeah. for, like, seven days a week. Ten seventy dollars a week plus yeah. gas. Gas, and then um, I would do the the uh, the rooms in Detroit. They called them Chocolate City, <laughs> and I was I was like bombing and stuff. And I met some real cool people like JV, uh, Black Coffee. I still remember we got conversation. <laughs> Downtown Tony Brown was the host. Wow. Yeah, it was like really fun. Wild, yeah. And then I moved to I was like the the I was having trouble at the border because I didn't have papers, so they started to jam me up. So oh. then I would, it was just tiring and taxing, and then. I met this comedian, Jason Rouse, uh, who's like... Yeah, I know Jason. Do you know Jason? Okay, yeah. so Jason was like, you know, he was the guy. Um, yeah. So he was in town doing Windsor, headlining with Terry Clement and John Doerr. And uh, Jason's like, what are you doing here? You should, you, should go to, you should go to Toronto, bro. And then he was doing London, Ontario. I went to see him there. And then he's like, yo, I'm gonna be, if you go... I, I was like, I am going to Toronto. One of my friends in a band, they're all going to move up there. And he goes, okay. Let me know. I'll get you tickets to see Russell Peters at like downtown Toronto. Oh, yuck, yuck. Dope. So I went out there, saw the show. It was like wild energy. It was crazy. It was like right before he popped too. I feel, and then um like pop. He was already popping. Like he was the guy in Canada, yeah. and he was like also like selling out the yuck yucks clubs like crazy. So he was already doing his thing, but to the other level. And then I moved. I think like Jay. I believed. <laughs> I I not <laughs> believe, but I took Jason's word, and I moved to Toronto. Crazy. And yeah. then how long were you there? 14 years, man. It was a long, Whoa. it was a while. That was where most of my comedy. Wait, yeah. so how, wait, I started, how, what? how much time do you have then? Like time in. Doing comedy in jail, you know. <laughs> like, like, I'm joking. <laughs> what did no, you say? No, like how many, how long have you been doing? Oh, that long time. So I, it. I started when I was like 24, like officially started when I was 24. I started when I was 19, but I was like, my mom was like, you just go to college, graduate, and you can do comedy. It's fine. But and when I was in college and doing stand up, but I wasn't even really, I didn't know anything about it. Yeah. I would do one room, like one you guest set. You thought you were killing I it. I thought, yeah. But my, <laughs> I, my grades weren't doing well. So she goes, no, she goes, just do comedy when you're not in college. So I was doing it in the summer. So I don't uh, really officially feel I started till I was 25, okay. 24, 25, and I'm 39 now. So and whatever that time is, is the, is the amount of time I've done stand up. And your parents, w were they putting you through college? Is that why? Or your parents were half and half. Of, half I, and half. I stacked up some money to give them, yeah. but they put up like a lot more yeah. money than so I Yeah, so they but were like pretty strict. They felt like they were investing in you and they you were, were investing in something else. But college college wasn't expensive in, in Windsor. I went to St. Clair College. Oh, okay. It was like maybe at that time $2,000 a semester. So what? Not compared to <laughs> university out there. In, in uh, There's a university at Windsor. But I knew I wasn't going to continue continue and my oh. parents weren't against comedy my mom was like yo this is the thing you're supposed to do i watched you you're supposed wow. to be doing this she was just like look get an education just right just have it have it and yeah. then um what's funny is that the 
the St. Clair, the college, they do an alumni thing where they award like alumni and they, you know, they give you an award mm-hmm. after there's a certain amount. And I got a nom- uh, nominated this year yeah, like to go cool. receive, but for comedy and acting. <laughs> but I went for business and marketing. So they found a loophole. I think. <laughs> well, they were probably like, he's on a TV show and he's from our town. We got to have him. They, uh, well, George Rabideau, is the, the guy, he, he nominated, he helped make that that happened but it's just like funny because like my mom i remember always like oh i went to school for my mom and i got the diploma and i went and gave it to her yeah and she was like proud of it but they were always supportive of comedy like they were like if i would have been like i'm not going to school mom she wouldn't have she wouldn't have made me she wouldn't have made me stop doing comedy they're at every shows when really? i go visit yeah, yeah the whole squad Whoa. like my two brothers and sister like cousins like Wait, there's three of you Four, so me, I'm the oldest, my sister, my two little brothers. Oh, wow. But they're all like, we have like the whole family. Like, there's like 15 of us. It's like a rap group that they all show up to the shows if I'm in That's town. That's dope. Yeah. That's so cool. I've been doing stand-up for eight years, and uh, I have never invited my parents. <laughs> oh, no, this is fair. And they don't, my mom will like, I could talk about sexual stuff in front of my mom. Yeah. Scare me. That's she not would. what I'm afraid of. Well, maybe with my dad. My parents are not like these super, they used to be super conservative. Now they're like really chill. My mom, my parents are divorced now. They got divorced when I was 25. So 10, almost 10 years ago. And now my mom like thinks we're friends and all she wants to do is talk to me about sex. And I'm like, this is just too much. Like, like I, she, about her sexual escapades? Yes, she just like wants to talk about it. And Like is she out there? She's out there, <laughs> man. My parents are out there. Like Holy they're like hustling. Like my mom's doing better than me. She's got like five boyfriends. Like she's just like, like seeing five men. She's just doing it. She's just trying to get a ring on her finger again, which I don't know why. I'm like, you got like maybe 10 12 years left like what are you doing 12 years left in what like what <laughs> in life really i what? fuck with her because she's like 72 my parents are in their 70s and she's still getting it like she, that yeah <laughs> my mom looks great can you I show me a picture I'll, sh- <laughs> I'll show you later <laughs> she's fine i can't even get Dude, that's crazy i know she like take, she like gets like professional pictures taken for all of her dating profiles and like she's like in it. This she's like made this a job. Like if my my mom has a job, this is like her fourth job. Like is I need to find a man. And I'm like, why? Like why don't you just have fun? You were married for forty years. Don't yeah. you just want to bang it out all the time? Like I would. Like what is he? Is your dad doing that or no? No, my dad's got a girlfriend. She's dope. She doesn't talk. I love it. My mom talks too much. She doesn't talk. I mean, she's just like reserved. She's oh. quiet. She's Fair just enough. like, she's just chill. But your mom's out there, though. Oh, my is your mom like, what's her ethnicity? Is it just white? I'm or white. Like, don't no, I, don't I know you're white, but I mean, like, <laughs> is. Yeah, like, both my parents are white, as far as I know. Unless there's like some lineage along. Fair enough. Like, Does your mom yeah. have blonde hair? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's tan. She swims a mile every day. So she's in shape. Yeah, she's killing it. I gotta see this. <laughs> <laughs> So she, she's got like five men. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, but she's like in her 70s. Like my parents are in their 70s. That's still a great. Like Golden Girls. Remember the show The Golden Girls? Oh, of course. Shit, I, gotta I love that. Golden Girls. Yeah. So um, hold on. Pause. I think I can. Um. Like Golden Girls was the show. Are you saying she's like, what's the one? The promiscuous. Blanche. She's Blanche? I think so. I think it's Blanche. (laughs) But like not in a like slutty way. Like she's not like owning it. But she'll like want to ask questions. Like I remember the election that Obama got elected on. I'm standing in Agora Hills 
at an elementary school at 7 a.m. My mom calls me and she's like, Lori, I've got a problem. And mind you, my mom starts every conversation when she calls me with, I've got a problem. And nine times out of ten, she does not have a fucking problem. She, that's she just like her thing. She doesn't remember that she could just Google shit. You know what I mean? Like she thinks I'm Google. And she goes, where can I find a good lube? 7 a.m. A good what? Lube. 7 a.m. I'm standing in a fucking <laughs> elementary school in line waiting to vote for the best president. Some people would say, I would say, of like our generation. And my mom is asking me where to get a fucking good lube. And I'm like, there are seven CVSs in like a 20 mile radius of you. You can find <laughs> and figure this out on your own. And she's like, I know, but like. I just need to know, like, which one. And I'm like, I am not in that stage of my life yet. I do not need <laughs> lube. Oh, you mean lube, too. Okay. Yes, yeah, sex. Can I, can I ask you, can I tell you something, though? Like, maybe she is living her best, like, you know what I mean? Like, I know you were voting for possibly one of the best presidents, but <laughs> I personally would say that she was having maybe a better day. She was. <laughs> she was having she's not with. She wasn't with all this other fuck shit. No. <laughs> I'm like trying to like change our world by casting my vote and she's worried about like her situation. But maybe she's like, look, I know how this is going to pan out anyways. The government's all scam. Let me just go (laughs) get lube. I'm on her side. Taking it that way. And I'm just like completely like appalled. So why do I not invite my parents? Um, Because I talk about them on stage and like I'm mortified. What if? I like hurt their feelings. I talk about my parents a lot and I you know what I mean to the point where you know I have to call them and ask them if I can run some some certain stuff. They're cool with it. They're not like you know it's funny that it, but I understand that feeling does it hurt because I've thought about that a couple of times like does my dad think I'm mocking him? Yeah. Like but then like you know when we chat or he comes to a show he's like laughing. So and if he would have an issue he would tell me. I feel. And same thing with my mom, but there is that fear, but they're super they're probably one of the coolest like even if you're speaking like Middle Eastern, because I'm Middle Eastern, mm-hmm. like Middle Eastern parents allowing their son to do stand up, and then on top of it, talk about them. Then right. on top of it, be very like like Chill. I'm talking about eating. I've talked about eating ass in front of my mom, <laughs> and she's like in the back she's laughing. She's like with it. Yeah. She like knows what's up. I bet your par- you think your parents watch porn. My dad was notoriously watching porn <laughs> and blaming my little brother. Oh my to my God. mom because he didn't know how to change the he, he, he it was the remote control like he which didn't know input? How to, so she turned it on and she'd hear she'd be watching porn she'd be like who the fuck and then he'd be like no nah, man it's uh it's <laughs> joe and joe's like my brother's a kid they're both kids <laughs> and then my brother joe told me that that's how they started watching porn they'd go they upstairs just... hide on the side and watch porn while my dad was watching when my mom oh my was God. gone at a friend so yeah he was with that that's sure. amazing I do you remember the first time you saw porn? Or like this is gonna sound were? lame. I was like I was old. I was like maybe <laughs> like in my mid twenties. Really? Yeah, oh. and then my boy John at the time And you were doing stand up already? Yeah, I'll tell you this. This is gonna come off weird, but uh <laughs> <laughs> No judgment. Um you could judge, it's still weird. He okay. so he showed me this porn, put it on my laptop and and it was about this woman fucking a guy in a clothing store dressing room and i was like oh, this is that's like so basic it's so basic and i was like okay i get it but like <laughs> in my head i was like there's no fucking I, i'm i was reading into it too much i go there's no way they would allow this like what the fuck is happening <laughs> voyeurism so i wouldn't masturbate through uh, imagination through oh stories. wow you're like a woman okay yeah so i would have yeah I'd that's have what like we do five to ten stories in rotation so that's how <laughs> i met so i just never watched porn after that i still don't that's so funny because yeah. 
I, I I shouldn't um say that only men watch porn. That's not true. Women are. S- I I never really got into porn either. And like I was having a conversation with someone last night, and they're like, "We should watch some." And I was just like, "Yeah, but then it's gonna be like on my TV or like in my queue wait, wait, on my phone <laughs> and like yeah, all this slow stuff." Down, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, you thought I was watching with someone? I go, <laughs> "No, man, it's someone you were kicking it with." <laughs> Do you watch random? Do you watch porn with <laughs> random friends? No, I'm telling you. Okay, so let me back up. So, because that's like if we, if we were friends and you're like, hey man, let's watch porn. I go, no, there's no. Why well, would yeah, we watch would porn as like, a unit? That dynamic would be weird. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Friends. Yeah, I know. I kind of just maybe. Um, you exposed yourself. I did a little, you but it's fine. Yourself. Yeah. Well, so porn. So like, I discovered porn the old school way. Um, in my dad's drawer next to his bed, there was like stacks of like Playboys and Hustlers. My dad oh, the had magazine like, in yeah. front of your mom? Like, no, like I was like, my sister and I were kids. So I was probably like four or five and my sister was like <laughs> seven or eight. And my mom would leave us home alone because it was like the 80s, early 90s. And we lived in Thousand Oaks ish. At you, she left you, at your sister at seven? <laughs> she'd go to Jazzercise and she'd be like, I'll be right back. And we would just be there and we'd be watching MTV and. Ricky okay. Lake, you know, chilling. And then we always wanted, I don't know why or when we ever discovered it, but we would always go through our parents. <laughs> this is so messed up now that I think about it as an adult because I haven't thought about this for a long time. My mom would leave. My dad would be at work, and we would want to go through my mom's shit. Like, we would go through everything in my parents' room. We'd go in, like, my mom's walk-in closet okay, and I'd, like, try on her stuff. She had, like, this old-school jewelry box that she always had in a corner that had, like, shit from when she was a kid. We'd look through it, and then we would go through, like, their, like, bedside tables. And but that's what I mean. The porn eggs were so there? Yeah, so in my dad... In front of your mom, though. Like, you didn't care that your mom... Like I guess not. So, like, in my dad's side, he had, like, all his Trump books... <laughs> So before Trump was ever going to be president, he was a millionaire and everyone wanted to like to make millions. So my dad was always like in the mind of like, I want to make money. So he would have all these Trump books like in one drawer. Then the bottom drawer, there would be this white Hanes T-shirt, which was his cum rag. And I didn't know at the time. But now as an adult, I'm like, oh, my God, that's what that was. And it would be covering the magazines. And then we would move that and we would just go through all the magazines and like, Playboy would have like little cartoons of like people fucking and like we would just be looking at it and I like that was I just remember being like oh that one looks like my mom and like because you know we as a kid you like take showers yeah. with your parents and stuff and uh, I'll never like now as an adult I just started like registering all of this shit that I like pushed down but yeah I found my dad's porn at, did like, you would you say at that age, did it make you curious to have sex earlier? Like maybe like when you were like seventeen um, or eighteen. N- so like you is, weren't like this isolated. This is what's weird. Like I think it definitely triggered something in me to be a more sexual person. Like thinking about sex at a younger age, but also I had an older sister, so she was three years older. So she w- whatever she was doing, I was always trying to keep up with her. Okay. Um, but I I was still pretty innocent like i didn't lose my virginity until college but like i was this podcast is taking a whole different turn turn, yeah yeah i'll finish the thought and then we can (laughs) move on (laughs) but like i didn't 
I don't think I, I think I, yeah, that made me like really curious. I, that's all I'll say about it. I think it made me curious. Nothing ever happened to me as a kid. I don't have some like tragic like yeah. story. It was just, we saw the magazines and then MTV was like the thing. And then we were just always like wanting to watch the bad show, like which was MTV. Like yeah. my mom was always like, you can't watch that and, that and shit. But, um, so what, man, segue. This was like a hundred tangents. It was a hundred. <laughs> only, I only bring that up because I didn't like when we watched sexual, like if we saw people making out on TV, my mom would make us close our eyes, me and my sister. Yeah, same. So I kind of like didn't. I think I was like I be as I got older I was like always uh, not uncomfortable but uh, awkward sexually because because like you felt like you were like it, it, maybe this guilt or it was bad yeah. and then it just kind of like from there yeah it was just like I don't know it was like we like I can I can remember it I'm like oh that's probably why it wasn't really talked about it was kind of like not flushed out as a kid like yeah. as a teen even so then I got older and it just never was flushed out that's so funny because my parents never really had the sex talk with us either my dad um took us to like a thrifties parking lot once we got ice cream and I was like 12 and my sister was 15 and he goes all right if you ever get into any trouble we don't have to tell your mom we'll just take care of it and I didn't know for like 10 years what he meant your dad said this <laughs> yeah was he talking about abortion <laughs> yes oh wow <laughs> Okay. Yeah, so like it's so crazy because my parents were like they were super conservative growing up, but my dad would like take us to radar movies. I saw Total Recall when I was like five. So I think yeah, psychologically, like parents out there, if anyone's listening, you can fuck your kids up. Like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's not that's not really a good can. thing to say. Like just talk to them, but um, but yeah, I don't know. I think it turned out okay in the end, you know, um, for the most part, uh, but. Yeah. Okay. So your parents come. You talk <laughs> about eating ass. They're chill with it. That's dope. I'm trying to like circle back. No, here. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, go, we'll I know back. we did like 10 whole minutes on talking about porn. Oh, but the first time I saw porn, like when I got older, yeah. um, 15 and my friend Brianna's attic, we would watch it every Saturday night and it was 80s porn. So it was dope. There was like tons of bush and like curly hair on top and bottom and like the storylines were always hilarious. Like it was it's so when it was cheesy. Cinematic, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was so cheesy, but like the women always looked hot. And then I always just like vividly remember like white high heels. And I always thought like, all right, when I have sex, I gotta wear white high heels. Did you? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think I like got drunk at a party and like blacked out, and that's how I had sex. And then the next day, I was like, well, I guess I don't. Well, yeah. I was like, that really wasn't that amazing. No, I, I feel you on that. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I think I was probably light years ahead of you when it came to like sex and porn and all that stuff. I think I, I lost my virginity at nineteen. Me too. Yeah, okay. it was like it wasn't the best. It was my boy had actually had sex with a girl, and he told me like a week like later, he goes, "Yo, you can have sex with her too." Oh my and god! And he drove me out to her crib <laughs> where she was staying with this older woman, and I thought like, was and she, she had a big ass forehead too. I thought I remember. <laughs> And we have sex, and then midway through, not even midway, it wasn't even, she goes, I have to go to the bathroom. And I thought that was dope. I was like, did I do that? I don't. I had no concept. Yeah, probably. And then um, <laughs> it was awkward because the older lady at the house was just grilling me, and I was sitting there like after which. So after we had sex, she was like, do you guys, she's smoking too. She's like seven feet tall, I feel. Oh, my God. She's like, so was it good? It was like weird. And what? Then we drove back because it was like 40 minutes from our town, and then my boy's like, I was so like nervous and fucked up. He's like, "Well, how was it?" I was like, "Ah, oh, it was all, it was all right, I guess." And he's like, "What's wrong?" I go, 
um, I took the condom with me. He goes, what? <laughs> I go, it's in my pocket. And he goes, bro, that's disgusting. <laughs> so then he, we threw it. We pulled into a 7-Eleven oh that we God. frequent and threw, I, he opened the door and I threw the condom out and then it's a glass. So the, they were like, the, someone, the, one of the workers turned to get cigarettes and they clearly saw me and they know me. They were like, what the fuck? And then I got rid of this dirty ass condom. But I think it's smart that you took it with you because what if she was one of those crazy girls? That I didn't know like that. Yeah, I wasn't even like, thinking that. See, that's like, yeah, I think women would do. I would never do that. I do not like no. Like I'm not. That's no. No. Fair way. enough. But I but always like, take it. Yeah. In the bathroom and check to make sure there's no holes. There's yeah, no holes. That's always. smart. Yeah. I remember when I the first time I actually saw a guy do that, and I was like. Damn, does he like think that like my vagina broke it or something? Like I just didn't understand. And then later he's like, "No, I just want to make sure like we didn't get you pregnant." Yeah, yeah, like, mine's like paranoia. Yeah. And, and I realize now that it's insensitive too. It's like because I I, I have to stop doing doing that because it's like you know after you do ha- have sex with someone you know you'd wanna you should lay there with them for a while. You should get up second. and like fucking and yeah. go to the bathroom. So for a lot of years it was pretty insensitive and it didn't. It was selfish because. I was just only worried about my anxiety. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't really about that person. So it was yeah. like now I probably will not do that. Yeah, I mean you can wait a minute and then yeah. go handle business. You should still check though, because I think both people should make sure that they're being safe. But it shouldn't be. <laughs> mine was like right away. It's like you just had this moment and oh, you're not yeah. even trying to hold the person, and then you're just out in the bathroom trying to you know. That's check. good. Thank you for sharing yeah. that with my. 20 listeners well i want them to know they need to know no i'm serious <laughs> i think that's a good <laughs> that's a good like lesson that men should change, like yeah. yeah like dudes need to like be like just pause for like four minutes yeah. that's all we need because then we need to like take care of ourselves too um so the key to success <laughs> Is, uh, well, it is invite your parents. Invite your parents to to a show, uh, and so that they get familiar with their comedy. Because but that is kind of key to success yeah. in a sense. Also, I've, don't start a family. Yeah, don't <laughs> make sure you wear condoms. Make I wear condoms. I've worn condoms every single time, except one time, and I don't remember that time. It was like oh. the, it was with an ex girlfriend who. When we woke up, we got uh, we weren't even together, but we got drunk and she was putting her clothes on to go to work. And I woke up naked in her bed. And I go, what happened? She goes, she goes, what do you mean what happened? I'm like, did we fuck? And she goes, yeah. I'm <laughs> like, did, and she knows my anxieties. We were together for like six years. Wow. She's, I'm like, did, you, did I wear a condom? She goes, no. And I go, I was like, yo, what, what, do, you, what do you mean? <laughs> and she goes, no. She goes, and um, but it was like, then she did it on purpose. Oh, I, like so she wanted you to be scared. I was like, oh, come on, man. And she goes, and she's trying to get to the door. I go, what the fuck? Uh, what the fuck, Caroline? She wouldn't care if I said her name either. She's <laughs> dope. And she goes, I don't, it's, yeah, fine. It's, I'm not, I'm like, but can you, can you go get some? And then she like opened the door and she goes, are you asking me? To go get plan B, whatever it is. And I was like, come on, Caroline. You know how fucking anxiety this is. And she goes, no. And then there's like a minute, like 30 seconds. And then she you she goes, are you fucking crying? And it's just Oh, me. my God. <laughs> but ass naked crying. Because you, you thought you were about to have I thought it was over. And then she went and got the plan B. And then, she, and then at night, I tell that same story. Because that's how cool she was. On stage. And my friends were in the back. 
she was in the back and then yeah. she heckled me halfway through because I in the story I said I bought it because I fucked up. Yeah. And then she goes, no, you didn't. She goes, I <laughs> bought it. And then it got a bigger pop because the comics knew our relationship yeah. and knew her. So that's oh the only God. time, every other time I've worn a condom. And that was a thing too, a paranoia on my part of wanting to be successful. I was like, until I get what I achieve, I don't want to have like a kid yeah. where I, I'm in this position. And it might, it wasn't the, I don't think it was necessarily the right train of thought. You know what I mean? It was just the paranoia where I'd always wear a condom. Even if the girl's like, there's no condom, I go, then we don't have to have sex. Yeah, and but I, I think that's that. smart because there's a lot of times where people are just going to be like, oh, well, fuck it this one time. And then that's that's like when she's ovulating and then you're scared, yeah, never, you know? Man. But never. there's only like seven days out of the month where a woman can get pregnant and guys don't realize that. I still am scared. You yeah. know? Like, I'll go in a bit. Like yeah. raw, but then I'm out. Like it's yeah. like 13 seconds, and yeah. then I get nervous. I'm like, I don't want to do any of this. One, I had a guy get scared once, and uh, we both like, I think we both came, but we both didn't know because like everything happened so fast, and you're just all discombobulated. And he was like, "Was that you or me?" And I'm like, "I'm telling you, I don't really know, <laughs> but let me pull out my." calendar to see what day and then you did you pulled the calendar i pulled the calendar out and i was like i think we're good but i'm gonna take it anyways because you never know and i've never had a pregnancy scare ever but i've taken plan b a lot because i'm so fucking paranoid oh you're even taking it when you're not having yeah i'm just taking it just like with your cereal in the morning yeah i'm like hey man i have like a whole i have like a whole treasure chest of like plan b no um no i just like I w- even if I used a condom and like there was any chance that maybe it broke, I would just take it even when I was on oh. birth control, too, because I was just so like the same. Like my mom scared the daylights out of me all growing up, like don't ever get pregnant, like we'll disown you, all this kind of shit, which now later I'm like, hmm, they would disown me. That doesn't sound. Ha- I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, my parents scared. The, they did the same thing, probably like in their own way. I would. Yeah. I would say, yeah. Yeah. But I was just like when I started, I was like anything that kind of got close to maybe in my mind where I didn't think I would be successful. I pushed away, whether that was relationships, whether that was like I'm going to wear a condom. It was like a strong 10 plus years. that I would do that. Like if if like I felt like I was getting attached or I felt like I was going to get hurt by this person, I would like I would like kill. I would just not do it. I'd be like, I'm out. There's a lot of I'm out. Wow. A lot of so you broke up with a lot of people because it. Or he never even went into a relationship. It wow. was just like this thing of like, and it hurt a lot of people. It sucks. It was stupid, mm-hmm. probably on my part. But I was so I was I just had this idea of how you were supposed to get to a certain place to be successful, and I didn't want anything near to to, to fuck that up. So there was always a, I was always tense about it, on edge, basically. You know what I mean? I think that's smart though. I right now I'm at a stage where I feel like. Um, monetarily i'm very stable so that used to be an issue right so when i started comedy i was like broke all the time and but i was doing comedy five six nights a week but i don't think i was getting better necessarily because like it was such an early stage yeah because i was also so stressed like about money right and then i would like get some money and then i would go to the club and i would drink and then i would do stand up but i wasn't getting better because i was drinking but people liked me because i was always around so i would get spots and then eight years later, I'm sober <laughs> and I have money, <laughs> but I'm like going up like maybe three times a week at the moment. Wait, you think because you were getting drunk or partying that you were getting more spots? I think I was around more. So like the, oh, the yeah, drinking yeah. and being broke was like 
a motivator, I guess, like in a weird way. It is a motivator because you, you're kind of like, you know, you're trying to trying to get out of that. So you're always hustling and stuff like that. But I know yeah. what you mean when there's a sense of comfort. Maybe you don't feel like I need to. And I would do the same thing. I would purposely not have a TV in my room. I purposely would not have it. I wouldn't watch shit. So my wow. room was dry. It was a bed and it wasn't anything on the wall, basically. So I knew that I wasn't trying to stay in the house. Mm-hmm. So I had things that weren't in that house. I was like, no, you know what so I mean? So you would leave and go. I was always out. I was never inside. So I did that for again, 10 plus years until just recently, the last three years. I'm like, oh, this is how people watch TV. <laughs> yeah. Now I watch more shows. <laughs> I'm like, oh, people are doing this. <laughs> people are going to the movies. Like, it's yeah. like very sad. I was like, <laughs> but, but that's know. good. Cause like now, okay, so let's circle back. So you moved to LA for, a, you were in LA for a hot second in 2006. Then you came back like 2016. I was in L.A. 2015 and 16, Okay, I think, and, and then moved to New York 2017 in May. And then you guys started filming Rami. No, I moved no. because I didn't want to be here, and I just wanted to go somewhere where I was happy. I was like, how do I pick a city that was happy? Obviously, I'm not happy here, so I picked New York, and then that kind of altered my mind state a little bit, where I was like, oh, at least I'm in a place that I dig. And then I met, I saw Rami at uh, the stand uh, we were doing a show that night and then he was telling me i already knew he got the show and all that and mm-hmm. i was just i was like man that's so dope dude congratulations I'm, yeah. I'm very happy for you he's like did you audition or do you want to audition i can't remember the, the this word is 2017 yeah before it even anything before when they were doing when they were gonna film the pilot got it i was like oh yeah that'll be dope so then we, i sent a self-tape when i was in china i was in china doing comedy Whoa. for like seven nine seven days that's that wild. was that Will Sylvins from New York helped me get. He put me in contact with the Booker, and then like, uh, that night the Booker reached me out, reached out to me. It's how how dope Will is, uh, and he goes, "When do you want to come?" So we set that up. I'm there, and I'm trying to get a self tape. I'm going through the airport or like customs within China, and it was mm-hmm. like, "Fuck, man, I, you know this is gonna be." I don't have a reader, like I don't have anyone to do my lines with. So he was just like flipping into like just did. He gave me the the work and he goes just do it to camera so then i'm mm-hmm. in beijing and uh i get picked up by you got picked up by promoters in each city so this young girl she was like maybe 20 21 uh adorable <laughs> she was so geeked about comedy and asking questions so we're in the in the cab tr- and it's traffic so i spent a lot of time with her in the cab and she's like i'm so sorry i'm asking you all these questions and i go no man it's like i get it you're just interested with the with the culture she drops me off at the hotel. She's like, I'll come back and get you and we'll eat. She comes back. I have to get this self-tape off. So she gets back, and I'm like, how am I going to tell this person about us? I'm going to ask this person, this woman <laughs> to, to come to my room. You. Yeah. Like, she's already brought me to the room to show me the room, but then I'm like, she's in. So I'm explaining to her. I, she gets there. She goes, are you ready to eat? I go, hey, I, I did this self-tape for this show. Can you come to my room and tape me? She's like, I don't <laughs> even know what a self-tape is. We get to the room. She, I, she takes the phone. We do the first film take, and I go, "Hey, how was that?" And then she like pulls the phone down and she goes, "No." She goes, "Do it again." And I'm <laughs> like, "What?" <laughs> so we do it again. I go, "Is that good?" She goes, "Yeah." And then Amazing. two, three days later, maybe I'm in Singapore. I'm like the time zones. I'm like laying down. I'm like yeah. Canadian agent texts me and they're like, "Man, you booked the pilot." Whoa. So then we booked it. I booked it. Flew back. I was in. I was supposed to go to. I went to Vancouver after China. I had shows with a friend. I had to like cancel some of the dates and then fly back. And then the only flight back was a three, three connections. Oh to New York. my god, that's like a day and a half. Yeah. Of so travel. that was like Friday. I got in. I left and got into New York or Saturday. We rehearsed Sunday, filmed Monday the pilot, and then I flew back to Vancouver. 
and did nice. three flights again because it was like the uh, and then we filmed it was a f- great time like i had worked with mo before like in stand-up and it was just it was dope it was the three of us in a scene and yeah. we got to i loved it it was such a dope experience especially filming in new york it's a, it's like i've always wanted to be on an american tv show and then like months later i think in april he had called me and he was like yo we're going to series and then that's crazy was, yeah what scene was it that you did so I can remember because I just oh, watched the, it. Oh, the w- the opening that n- the when we're when those people are getting married and we're just sitting oh, that's there right. about white you're women. Oh, talking and stuff. about yeah, being like, married and your guys are all making fun of Romney. I'm telling him not to fuck with white women, which is like the funniest thing <laughs> to me because all I do is fuck with white women. <laughs> and in real life, he's had a lot of white girlfriends. I, you know, I don't know, but me personally, probably that's more than funny. I've always had an affection um, for like w- white girls since like. I was like in my hometown and we there was a suburb called Forest Glade and that's where a lot of the white girls were <laughs> and I would I was like the only ethnic dude in our group oh so gosh. I would always be out there and I just loved them. <laughs> <laughs> that's so Like funny. immediately adore them and like till the, yeah probably till this day and I get clowned on for it like like you know what I mean like I'll go to my boy I go yo I'm I'm th- look at this girl Lauren man she's so dope Lauren then, that's yeah. like the whitest, whitest name I love a Lauren well, Mine too I guess Lauren, Sarah, like any kind of like Jamie. Yeah, the the <laughs> Danielle. <laughs> yes. So it's like yeah, well, so it was just funny to me filming that part because I was like, oh man, I adore white uh Jean- Jeanette. <laughs> man, you're like the dudes that have like Asian fetishes. Like the only date Asian women. Well, I'll date out I would say I'd date outside of white, but they like a lot of white women and it's just like, what you're attracted to. I mean you yeah. can't you can't fight pheromones. I mean at the end of the day it's all chemical, right? It is. It's like you know, there's just certain things I like about I guess white girls that yeah, I, I that I, it's been I didn't even know it was like happening a lot. Like I would be like, Oh You just attracted, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 And it's not like I don't think it's like an ethnic thing where you're like, I wanna be with a a white woman. A white blonde haired <laughs> woman. <laughs> I, guess, I don't like, know. Some to give back for the for the whole <laughs> culture. <laughs> there I was mean, like a old there was an older white lady that worked at the bank, blonde hair, blue eyes, and she was like friends of the family. And uh-huh. like, man, every time I was hella nervous. <laughs> I was like I was like in college, every time I would go up to the teller and she was there, I was like fucking nervous. I would like fumble through like whatever I was cashing, like a check from work. And I was like, oh man, I, and I just you had a crush, heavy, heavy crush, man, <laughs> heavy. It was like so weird. I can't. Yeah. And I, and I remember they're like, she don't work here no more. And I was just part of it was, like, <laughs> so hard. sad inside. I had to be like, oh, yeah. OK, who's this new teller? And I was like, wow, switch banks. I would have. I would have It just. Yeah. <laughs> Try to find her on LinkedIn. I think my dad was showing up to her there because I would catch my dad in the bank, too. I'm like, yo, what are you doing here? He goes, oh, man, I'm going to cash. I go, no, this guy <laughs> is on the same tip as I am. That's really funny. Yeah, I'd always see him there kind of thing. So, Does your mom have blonde hair? No, she's no black hair. But when my mom, my dad married her when she was 19. Whoa. And I saw, I know it sounds creepy, but like he, he like, he, uh, I understand why he like went on three dates with her and married her. Does that sound good? like you know? It's just mean? a Freudian thing. It just she was like she yeah. There's a man, lot she, to unpack. You're just saying your mom's attractive. That's all. Yeah, like that's I could cool. I get it. Like you know, but she's Lebanese as fuck. And so oh yeah, Lebanese and, women are hot. Yeah, so both of them are Lebanese and. Okay, yeah, that's my hot. brothers don't even like. Do they like? No, my little. I think I'm the only one, I guess, that's like really into to white girls like that. Like my mm-hmm. brothers, I think I'm having eclectic, like palette of people they, they were just seeing. like whatever 
No, I I don't know. Like they just you know <laughs> like no, my brother dated like a, a white girl for a long time, a blonde hair, and then he he lived with her, and then his next Whoa. girlfriend I think was was ethnic. I think she was half Jamaican or something. That's cool. But I've kept like a constant. Yeah, over like, like 10 plus same. years. You yeah. know what you like. Yeah, like a Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. So like what are some, so uh, was Rami your first TV credit or like did you do anything in Canada? Yeah, I did it. I was on a show for like a little bit called MTV Live and it was it was like our version. Oh, just like, you know, yeah. random show. That's cool. That was big for like, I've never been like, before that I would do stand up in the city in the country and like. You know, you get noticed like once a year, yeah. but like when I did MTV Live, it was like the first time I've ever like been like taking pictures deal. with a family, what? stopped in the street or been to a club, and someone's like, "Yo, that's the dude from MTV," and got free shots. It was very addictive. Yeah, and like I, I was gonna uh, say, what was that like? It was just like weird. Like I remember being in Windsor, our hometown, in the club with my brothers. I'm much older than my brothers, you know, not much, but like at the time and then it was all these like young people and they watched that shit like i yeah. you know i until i auditioned i never even watched it really? i wouldn't have watched you never it. watched mtv MT ever? mtv live in canada i'm oh, like what okay. the fuck am i gonna watch that for i'm getting old i just didn't care <laughs> so then i'm in there and then the girl i remember these couple girls like oh they because they never know your name mm -hmm. uh, why would they but they're like oh mtv and she's like what are you doing here i'm like oh man this is my hometown and she's like oh wow and she's like well and she took my phone out of my hand. She goes, she put in her number. She goes, I'll be here in about like an hour. And then my brother was behind this and he was <laughs> like young. He was like 19. He was like, and I just gave him the number. I go, I'm not going to, what the fuck am I going to do? This person's like fucking 21. Yeah. At this time, I'm like 30, early 30s. I go, I don't have fucking nothing to say to this person. Yeah, too young. Too young. Yeah. And it was just like stuff like that. I didn't like. And it was very popular in Toronto, like extremely Whoa. like and in outside of Canada, too. Just something that people. So I was the first time I'd done like a sketch live show because you'd film you'd meet and you'd come to work at 9 a.m., have a pitch meeting in the morning, pitch your sketches, go write them, uh, film them. And then at around 435, you do a live taping. Thing. So it was kind of like a mix between like SNL and and all that on Nickelodeon. Yeah, I yeah, like but the, like young yeah yeah and um, but for MTV and then the, that's cool. The people I was on with were like full blown celebrities, like in, in Canada, like meaning like they've been on that show for like, like seven all the Degrassi years. people. Any Degrassi? I loved that show. No, I didn't. I didn't care for. I I didn't. You I thought didn't it see was Drake before he was Drake. Uh, he was on Degrassi. No, I saw. I'm. I've met him briefly, like three or four times, but that's because like a friend. I know a friend of a friend, and we were just in that circle. But before that, I wasn't a fan. My boy actually put me on him to him like 2009, and I was like, oh, the guy from Degrassi, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, man. It was called So Far Gone was the mixtape, yeah. and I fell in love with it. And then I tried to listen to the other two, but I just loved So Far Gone. But I had no. I didn't care about Degrassi. I don't know. Would never. <laughs> My ex girlfriend was on episodes like really? in 2013. I would go. I went to the studio with her once, and I was oh, like, wow. didn't really care. Uh, but this MTV show, pe like the people on it were like Nicole, Sheena, and Paul the intern, yeah, and Darren Jones. These people were like Sheena. fucking. Like when Darren left, that's why they hired someone else. And when I they announced I was on, I was getting. At, Twitter. That's the first time my Twitter like went nuts. Of people like, you better not fuck this up. <laughs> <laughs> they were coming at me, and I was sitting in a hotel room <laughs> doing a college audition with Barry Taylor, who does this comedy record. So he's showering, and I'm having a panic attack. I go, "What the fuck <laughs> did I sign up for? I'm a comic. I don't want to do this shit. I don't even watch the show. And I'm just getting 
constant tweets like you better not darren why darren leave and oh, i'm like oh man, man. and then the, the, like, the ex- it's not my fault. yeah the experience was amazing i got to see kendrick perform before oh, he rad. like was, like before he like Blue skyrocketed mm-hmm. and i think he will yeah and um how long it, were you on the show for sorry i cut you off i think five months five okay, months so a year like maybe a season or well they were they were they the MTV and Much Music was the, our other music station. They were uh, something. Something happened where they were they were cons- like MTV. We we had to move buildings. We were at the uh, famous Masonic Temple, and it's wow. funny because somebody just tweeted like a picture of the temple and said, "Man, remembering the days," and like tagged us all in it. And that building is like iconic in in wow. in, uh, in Toronto. So we they got moved, and I knew I was getting let go kind of too because they were doing the new plans for the new show at the Much Music building, mm. and I saw like a. I wasn't even in it. Like I saw the guy I auditioned with, oh, the final three. Back. He comes back in, so it was called MTV Showdown, and I was doing tape pieces. They called me in. They said, "Look, we're not going to use you for the live thing anymore. We're going to do two tape pieces." And I kind of got depressed because I felt like we were like a family. I was yeah. never been on TV like this, and I just got sad. And I and I in hindsight, when I look back, it was I shouldn't have been that way. I shouldn't have been emotional because then I didn't. I didn't send in tape pieces. Like I kind of lost interest, oh, like and God. other comics I knew in the city were getting on because they were sending them and writing, and I wasn't. I was just too emotional, and I shouldn't have been. And then that was, a, but the experience I gained was great. But I also was, it, I was on a two-week uh, contract every time, so they were mm. renewing me after two weeks. So I lived in that panic of I was gonna get fired so I didn't really have every, the gr- every yeah. other week oh my god so I didn't have the greatest time like I didn't let loose as much as I should have and I learned from that and I promised myself through the help of a comedian friend of mine very funny guy Dino Archie who told me I love Dino you know, Dino yeah he yeah. came to Toronto and, and he was stayed for a week so he came to set and he told me that he goes bro you're too stressed bro you gotta why are you doing this if you're not having a good time so from that I was never like that again and then from there I did uh, wow, he set you straight. He set me straight. I owe him for that. You he set him. me straight a bunch of times, actually, too. Wow. So he's a very good friend. I think years later, I did, uh, I did like some TV stuff, like panel stuff. But then it wasn't until 2017 and 18, maybe, I did a show called Mr. D, which has been uh, eight seasons in Canada. Jerry D's like a fa- famous guy, and he had the show about his life basically. So I did guest starring. Like I was. Is it a sitcom? Yeah, it was oh, the first time I've done like a full sitcom. And I was a one of the new teachers. I was a new economics teacher, so I did like uh, uh, I wasn't a recurring. I was a guest star, like bunch of yeah, episodes. Yeah, recurring role. Yeah, and then from there, working with him taught me so much comfortability. Taught me how to be like funny and on camera like that. I learned so much. And then live audience. No, no, it oh, was okay, like uh, better, right? way better. And then then I did Rami. So I think that preparation. And that show was amazing too. It was very beloved in Canada. Like if people oh, wow. saw, it, they would see you, and they're like, "Yo, you're on Mr. D." And then like it was like you know th- they were. It was another very successful show in Canada, and it's on Hulu in the U.S. Really? But to, I'm gonna check it and out. And on Netflix, I think. But um, that was a great experience. I owe Jerry a lot, and I still, I, anytime I get a chance to talk about it, you know, I say it because yeah. it did help me get to to shake off the nerves of TV because I you know I, I it was shot in a in a place called Halifax mm-hmm, and I've the heard summer, of it. Yeah, summers there are amazing and I loved it I was like got so excited to go film there in the summer and, and, and that's drink dope. And, like, hang how out. long were you on that for two seasons two the last seasons. two seasons seven and eight seven eight okay yeah. and then when you were doing stand up like at what point because we we did talk about this earlier like at what point were you like oh I've like 
I'm like doing it. Like you were like. 2011, I won a award at Just for Laughs for the Homegrown competition. It's like mm-hmm. new faces, but for us, like Canadian, and yeah. that's when like it ushered in a lot of doors for me in Canada, like for other festivals and people took took me more serious. Wow. I felt I was still doing stand up, obviously before then, but that was like the first thing that I can get in and be like mm-hmm. showcase my talents on another on another level. And, and then it was like a became like a job, I guess, like monetarily, like you were like uh, able I st- to live I on that. Or? No. Well, I was depressed bad for 2009 and 10. And Caroline, who, like, was my girlfriend on and off for six years, was, was very close to me every day. Like, she would help me with my depression. She helped me get out of a rut where it was pretty bad. It got pretty dark. She was always there for me. So I was working at a bookstore and a sightseeing company. So worked at this bookstore, and I was just depressed. And my boy, who worked with me, too, I met him there, was one day came out to me he goes bro you know you know i know we make fun of this job and we're sad or something like that but he goes man it's you're not even you're not even making jokes anymore bro it's like affecting you oh. and then i went and i bought a jacket so depressed i was from a stussy store for like 110 bucks just to so i could smile i feel and then yeah. caroline's like if you're sad why don't you just quit i go well, when am i gonna make money and she's like just quit it'll be fine so i quit the jobs and then i just started hustling stand up messaging wow. people trying to get spots. I wasn't like, I was living like, it wasn't like anything crazy, but I wasn't working anymore. And then I, five months later, I got scared and I would call Caroline. I go, yo, I, it might dry up. She was just stay with it. And then I never worked from there. That was like 2010, 11. Wow. And she was the, the main force to like, uh, to early on. I wouldn't have been as like, she helped me out so, so much. So I wouldn't have been on the right path as much if it wasn't for her. So I still stay in contact. We're still mm-hmm. homies. Like, I know our family and stuff like that. And I, and I always tell her yeah, how she's much. Yeah, like she's a good support. Yeah, I always tell her how much I love her. And I always tell her how much I owe everything to her, like a lot of it to her. Because she stood by me and when it wasn't the, the dopest. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that's, like, it's good that we have moments where we kind of get brought back down to earth after tasting a little bit of success, right? Because then, it, like, we have to, like, be better after that. Yeah, I don't, like, I just take it as, like, you know, that I'm still working. Like, it's tough. I know it's tough. Even, even you know, I just been working on my mind state for so long. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, just to be, like, you know, to embrace it and enjoy it and just take it day for day and stuff. And, like, you know, not to be arrogant at all because you don't know. Like, you mm. know what I mean? I've, you know, I've watched people. I've learned from it is like, you know, we're all still hustling. So it's like if I'm not going to carry my son. I'm going to start wearing sunglasses and being like, ah, <laughs> I just think it says, you know, you're I someone asked some one time last year. Someone's like, oh, man, what a dope year. And I'm like, uh, what about they go? What about next year? I go, that's cool. If next year's not as dope as this year, I'm just enjoyed. I enjoyed this year. It does. Right. You're making this. You're putting this on me. I never, I've never said any of that. Next yeah. year is next year, man. I don't, you know, I'm not expecting anything the next year. What a great time this year was, and I enjoyed it immensely, but I'm not worried about that, man. And if it's like, you know, that's you, man, um, you know, and yeah. I, because I think that that hurts a lot of people. They go, well, this year wasn't like next year, and then they're not motivated anymore. They get depressed. It is yeah. what it is, man. You're going to have like hot years or dope years or good years and then bad years. It's like, no, nah, I don't want to put too much emphasis on it and let it drag me down emotionally and mentally. Yeah, it's like it like ebbs and flows. I, I found myself like when I, um, so like I've, I'm going to be sober two years. It'll be this June. Um, but Congratulations. When I, thanks. When I stopped drinking, I was like, oh, my God, I don't know how to do stand up anymore. 
Were you know. drunk when you were doing stand-up? No. Oh. N- not that I recall. Okay. <laughs> How drunk were you again? Were you drunk like every day? No. Um. I just was one of those people. Okay. So so here's how I started comedy. It was like two thousand end of two thousand twelve. I always wanted to do stand up my whole life, and um. But I was shy, like so shy. Like yeah, I can sense that. Like, but like now I'm like not. I can talk to anyone. But I was just like nervous. I was like, who's gonna listen to me? Like stand on a stage, you know. Like, I was a kid in elementary school that, like, always wanted to be the person that wanted to be, like, the center of attention. But, like, I would get in front of the class and, like, my face would turn bright red and then I would, like, be peeing my pants, right? And one day someone was like, go to the ha-ha in North Hollywood. You'll get up. So (laughs) I was like, all right. So I get there. It's packed. Like, everyone's there. Like, Craig Lowy's there. Um, Fucking, I think Vincent O'Shauna's there. I love Vince. He's yeah, so funny, um, Jack Jr., Augustine, like yeah. everyone that's like doing shit now, like they were all there. Um, Samantha Hale, I walk in, I w- I'm like terrified of all these people, right? And there's a bar in the first, and I love to drink at this, like I love to drink. I live for drinking. I was like one of those girls that like always maintained, always had things, like never got in trouble for drinking, but like five o'clock hit time to go to fuck it's time to fucking drink so i was like i walk up they're like hey it's gonna be well you got to put your name in the hat i was like how long does this normally take they're like it could take two hours yeah i was like i guess i'm gonna have a beer so i have a beer i'm sitting for like an hour i have another one then my name gets called and mind you i had just had food poisoning on a date two days before that's what got me to come to the haha because you were like i want to talk about yeah this. i was like i just had an embarrassing like i spent a whole i spent 12 hours on this date with this dude because he ended up going home with me and he was chris hemsworth's personal trainer and i was like i'm gonna marry chris hemsworth's <laughs> personal <laughs> trainer but i got fucking food poisoning i spent the whole date hiding it from him like going to the bathroom like getting him as drunk as possible so he doesn't notice that i keep going to the bathroom and then we come back to my house and it hasn't like fully settled in yet but like i'm feeling like shit then in the morning i lived at the grove i lived right by the grove over off third and fairfax and starbucks is right there and so i was like i don't know i was always good at like thinking fast i'm like all right he's passed out it's 7 a.m i'm gonna put on workout clothes and pretend like i went on a fucking run because i lived in like a 12 by 11 studio it was like the size of my living room bed is here bathroom is there i like go in the bathroom i'm like there's no way i can vomit for like the next two hours without this fool knowing and like there's no way i can do the other thing Cause I like tried. I was like, all right, maybe I can just like get it all out, and then he'll like go down on me, and then we'll be married. And uh, so did he? <laughs> did, did you do that? I'm gonna get to that. Oh, so I run. <laughs> I run to fucking Starbucks. I book it. I'm like about to shit my pants. I run there. You can't use the bathroom at the Starbucks yeah. at the Grove unless you fucking buy something. Yeah. So I like had brought. I had the wherewithal to bring like twenty bucks with me. I was like really like. Man, I really wanted to marry this guy, like, after the first date because of Chris Hemsworth. I was, like, one degree of separation. And I go, and I stand in line, and I'm, like, (laughs) sweating. It's also summertime, so I'm sweating because it's summer, and I'm sweating because, like, yeah, my whole body is, like, you ate bad Thai food. Like, what the fuck? And I order the lattes, and I'm, like, what's the bathroom code? (laughs) I go in there. I'm in there for 20 minutes, and I keep hearing them call my name for the lattes. This dude is banging on the door. I, like, use the sink like a bidet. 
I finally handle it, and I'm like, oh my god, I feel so much better. I like wash up. <laughs> like a fucking homeless person i grab the lattes i run back to the apartment just as i'm coming in the door i'm like kind of sweaty but i still look kind of hot like i have like yeah. a glow from like the night the night we had and he goes <laughs> i'm really bad with australian accents oh good day laurie you bought me a latte and i was just like yeah and he was like did you go on a run and i was like yeah He's like, man, you're better than me. I was like, yeah. He's like, come back to bed. And I was like, let me take a shower real fast. I'm kind of sweaty. <laughs> Anyone that's uh, But that's how I started doing stand-up. So. That's good, though. So you owe him. So he should hear this. Yeah, so it, I owe like him my, cr- my uh You owe him, a p- like, it. you know, like 10%, like the motivation of getting you up there. Yeah, the motiv- well, it was just like he was just there by association, right? I really owe the Thai food place. They, you got to go back and tell the Thai food place. I go, look, man, I was trying to fuck this personal trainer. And your food gave me diarrhea, man. That's well, I, funny. I didn't even know at the time that I was going to like him. Like, we had linked up on Facebook. Like, I didn't know. I was like. But, it, like, you know, you see a Porsche, blue eyes, blonde hair. Like, I might have fucked him. Yeah, I mean, I think like, you know, if he, and the Aussie accent. Yeah. Oh, shit, you have to be at the LSID soon, huh? Me? No. No? Isn't that tonight? No. When is that? Tomorrow? That's next Sunday. Damn. I, yeah. I was trying to keep up on your schedule. And no, then I no. was going to like pretend like I knew all your credits. And I was going to be like, all right, yo, <laughs> when you did this thing, tell me about that. And then we just talked about porn and I got all distracted. I, I still think it was fun. Right? It's not. Yeah. A, it's not. A, yeah. No, we. we Yeah. I think that's more. I mean, it's not over yet. But yeah. but I just wanted to make sure I wasn't holding you up because. No, no, I needed to get up. more um, professional conversation in since we talked about porn for so long. This is gonna be a seven-hour podcast. I know it is. <laughs> I think you're the new co-host, dude. I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> sleep on this couch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm staying here, man. Yeah, do you want to stay <laughs> in LA for season two? <laughs> I'm, I'm here, man. Just tell me what your passwords are for Netflix. I'm yeah. just gonna watch TV. And I have all the show. I have everything: Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Fire, Showtime. Do you have, do you have HBO? Dude, I got it all. Yeah, I want to watch. I have, I have to. Keep Keep up on the outsider. I have to. I've watched. Is that good? I love it. Okay, what's it about? In, in I, one, it'll ruin in it for it, it'll ruin it for you. You gotta watch it. Like okay. if you, if I tell you, then it just starts exposing the. But thing. like, what kind of people are in it? It's like a Stephen King book, but oh, it's a okay, horror. Okay. Oh. Not a horror. It's like a, it's like a suspenseful. Yeah, you gotta watch it. It's not <laughs> like it's it's really like. I don't know. It was cool. It's cool. Okay, so you're that. That was my next question. So, what are you watching right now? That show for sure. I wa- I watched a lot of uh, uh, Peaky Blinders. I watched all I've the never seasons. Never watched that. I love it's it. Good. It's like about gangsters, like uh, Irish gangsters. Oh, dope. Okay. What's his name is in it? He's a brilliant actress. Chris Hemsworth. No, no, way better. <laughs> I know offense to Chris Leonardo Hemsworth. Leonardo DiCaprio. Leo's my guy. Leo, I think, is oh, the, yeah, the ultimate hot, uh, really? charming. Like he's just like. He's just a dope ass, and he's great at acting. Like, there's okay. that scene in Wolf of Wall Street where he's high and he's crawling, yes. and I'm like, so that good. guy is just—he's just as a as an actor, he's like one of the. But this is, I think, sis, l- l- fuck, what's his name, man? He's in like, you gotta watch it. He's the lead in that show. It's—is it Sissel? Sis, I gotta oh, look I it know. up. Do you know what I'm talking about? I know who you're talking about, but you should look it up for the people listening. Oh, my phone's over there. If you look up okay. on your phone, like Peaky Blinders, he'll pop up. Blinders. Yeah, it's on Netflix. It's like uh, I watched Top Boy too. That came out this year. What's that? That's like a, um, I guess it's like British, like so you gangster like, movie kind of thing. You like gangster, gangster show? <laughs> you like gangster movies? No, I like other stuff too. Like I've watched. Uh, well, I was gonna. S- what have What have I watched? Peaky Blinders. Well, Outsiders not. 
And then I watched Watchmen, the first season. Okay, season. everyone's been watching that. I, I haven't, that. I haven't been watching it. Starring C- Cillian Murphy. That's who it is. That's the He's guy. He's great. Okay. So I watched it see for if that. Oh, yeah, I know who he is. Yeah, 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 he's been in a lot of stuff. I think he was also in Atonement. Probably. I liked yeah. that movie with... Um, and I watched Atlanta, Atlanta. obviously. Yeah, Atlanta. Um, so they're doing season... Uh, so Jack. Three. Yeah, and then I watched... But not until 2021. I get it. I'm still wait. I, I used to, like, get it off FX on, on like, a VPN, like, on a website. <laughs> The first season, like, I watch it every. Wild. I was still, I just loved it. I love Lakeith. So the guy, good. The, he, yes. I think he's one of my favorite actors now. Yeah. Um, and then I watched, shit, what have I? Oh, the Wu Tang on Hulu. They did a show about the Wu Tang Clan. They had actors and stuff, and it really? was great. Yeah, I watched the whole um, first season last. Interesting. Yeah, and it's coming, I think, for a second okay. season. So. At Paul's house. No, at, in the apartment in New York, right? <laughs> oh. Yeah, I Paul's. What have I watched at Paul's? Uh, <laughs> just the actors, Hollywood no Roundtable. No, 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 I won't watch porn Paul's. there. I don't watch porn in general. <laughs> I know, that's so. why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> that's a callback. Paul wouldn't care, though. Paul would be like, you can watch porn in my house. It's fine. He's, like, super chill. And he'd just be like, I'll just be outside. So. <laughs> <laughs> he would, like, leave the room. Yeah, he would. That's how dope he is. He's like, yeah, you know, if you want to hang with girls, I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> You he's have like, sex in my bed. Go he for probably it. wouldn't care, man. He's super cool about that. So it's just weird. weird. Yeah, I, I can never have sex in other in like friends' beds or like I family can. member. Really? Yeah, if they give me the pass, but it has to be like a dope homie. It has to be somebody. But also, if they did it too, I'd be like, yeah, just wash the sheets. I don't really care. It has to be somebody that like I adore and love. Like it's not like an acquaintance. I can't have okay. an acquaintance fuck. Like it has to be <laughs> like a homie, homie. I don't know. I yeah. feel like maybe I could like have sex on anyone's couch. Maybe as long as it doesn't look like it's already been fucked on a ton. Yeah, our couch uh, has been fucked on for sure. My these are new, so these are. You know, even if you told me you did, it's too late <laughs> now. I've been in his couch for like. Yeah, an you've hour. been like comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're sitting like right where some stuff went down. Uh, for real? No, I'm joking with you. This would be like a weird corner. This is a weird corner to do it though. You'd be more centered, like here. Will you like take the? The cushions off. No, I know. Okay, yeah, I guess. And then you just like make it's like a therapist couch. I don't know. I want people to come over and feel like they're I gonna d- divulge all their secrets. I've divulged. <laughs> I can't even say <laughs> the word. I've divulged a lot of stuff to you. Uh, I know. In this, in this. We time. just put a lot out there, but we're comedians, so I think that's okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm comfortable yeah. with being vulnerable about it. All right, so you're living in New York. Yes. So now we're in the present day. We're in present. So day. you got you did all that MTV stuff. Then you got depressed. Then you quit. Then your ex-girlfriend basically made your dreams come true. No, that was before MTV. That was like in 2010. Oh, then you got MTV. MTV was like 2012. So 2011 was just for laughs. Homegrown. 2012 was MTV. Whoa. So it was just like. Yeah, it went from there. Like she helped. So you just went up. Damn. Yeah, Yeah, and there was a couple. There was a couple years, three, four years. There's lulls and stuff. I remember. 2013 till about 2017 was like was up and down like i was doing stuff but i felt like a lot of times i was depressed i didn't oh, know what right, i was doing i saw you at the show so we met yeah we met and then you were like this chick definitely makes me want to move to new york so then you, <laughs> <laughs> you it was i go uh, man if i can't this chick, <laughs> this chick's breaking up with her boyfriend i'm out of here man you were if like, this is what this town is doing yeah. to these people i'm out you were the reason i left yeah i was like <laughs> You were like, this L.A. girl, these L.A. bitches, man. Yeah. This white girl uh, who talks <laughs> this way has made me leave. So I, I think I was trying to run a joke by you that night um, about, like, 
soup and like taking dates on to like soup dates, like people on soup dates. I think I it's all. <laughs> I promise you, I'm not lying. It's coming back to me now. Yeah. I don't like soup. <laughs> I think we even talked. Yeah, yeah about I don't this. like soup. So if someone brought me on a date for soup, I would snap in my head. Um, yeah. <laughs> I I just started to get. I just started to like pho, whatever the fuck they. I, I yeah, don't know. Yeah, it's like it. soup, basically. But like I just started. But I was like a pretty much against yeah. soup and stuff. Same. I kind of was not fucking with pho for a while. Yeah. I was like, no, I'm not really into this. But then, I would do this thing. So dumb. And then we'll wrap this up. <laughs> so dumb. So, <laughs> I would like go to like Vietnamese places or whatever, and I would order like the noodles. But then I would want like a miso soup. Hey, that's miso soup. And then good. I would put the fucking noodles in the soup, and then later I'm like, oh my god, I should just have ordered pho. Like, what? Yeah, yeah. What are you doing? I just told you it was dumb. You're like, yeah, yeah. You can't be doing. There was, <laughs> there was Dude, it's also disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> They're watching you. Like, what is this fucking person doing? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, it was like in my mind, I was like, I want the option to be able to decide. <laughs> If I want my noodles to be wet or not, like I want to just like decide, and then oh really? I guess it was like a control thing. I only got into <laughs> it because I was sick, and then a oh. friend of mine here, she's a lovely lady, she brought me it. She's like, "Do you want pho?" And I'm like, "I guess." And she, it made me feel better because my ex would always, my last girlfriend would always love it, and I didn't get it. I was like, yeah. "Why the fuck does she this stuff?" <laughs> I'm always hungry after, and I didn't know how to tell her. I should have told her. I go, "It's fucking." I'm just starving, but so I, when I got sick, I ate it, and then it was it wasn't it was for that. Then I was like, I can tolerate this, yeah, but I'm a ramen yeah. all the way, man. I'll ramen. eat ramen like ten times. A I week. like ramen. Do you ever go to that ra- when you're in LA? That ramen spot, what is it on Sunset? But like going um, east. So if you're going away from the Laugh Factory, it's like no. it's like called ramen. Oh, you should go. I haven't gone though. It's ramen, and they play the dopest anime cartoons. Really? And the sound isn't on, and I like to sit there and eat ramen and by yourself. and, and um, act out what they're Did saying. By your, is this by yourself? No, like I'll have a person there because I gotta do it for someone. Oh, I thought you were doing it by yourself, which is cooler. I feel. Well, I mean, like the, yeah. Now maybe I. W- you should maybe, go back. They'd be like maybe. this psycho white lady. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, why is she? Why is she talking? I think you should go back by yourself. To? I'm gonna go by myself, or no, I'll find a friend. I have. A, yeah, I should find a friend. Yeah. I'll find a friend to go. You have friends. You're, have, you're like, staying with friends. I try to see everyone as much as I can while I'm here for, like, two, three weeks. How, so you're here for three weeks. I'm here the March 2nd, man. March 2nd. That's I'll a couple streets, more weeks. Yeah. yeah. And when did you get here? A couple days ago? A week ago. Really? Damn, yeah. I'm a bad friend. Because I remember I hit you up. I was like, hey, we're going to hit five. Yeah, but then you never, out. then I got here, and then you never hit me up. Well, you could have <laughs> hit me up, too. I had already extended the invitation. I was like, yo, we should kick it. And then I don't ever really talk like this. Why am I saying? But that? I mean, like, yeah, I guess it's my fault. <clears throat> but then, yeah, then I we both I'll, got busy. I think not even busy. But then I'm like, yeah, I should have just hit you up. I should have been like, yo, what are you doing? I know that. I I, I agreed to it. You're like, yo, yeah. like, we should kick it. And I go, yeah. But then I didn't follow through and I'm trying to follow through more. So I yeah, we sh- yeah. Well, now I'll, we'll I'll come through out. on that. Yeah. Word. Well, now you, like, probably know me more now. That I do. Now I feel hella hour. comfortable. Well, I'm going to live here, though, right? I'm going to live on the couch. Yeah, you're going to do a 10-hour podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. We're actually. Okay, guess how long no, we've not, been talking for. Like an hour and 15 minutes. It's fine. Yeah. But I mean, like, we should do a podcast where it's always misdirected. Yeah. And it's for 17 I hours. know. You didn't even, like, tell me what I'm doing wrong in my career yet. Uh, 
<laughs> you can't be uh, uh, <laughs> shitting, <laughs> shitting, I guess. <laughs> I think you should take more selfies. <laughs> I think if you come out like I guess like but I guess I do I do it too now too so it's like you know the more comfortable you get the lesser you come out so it's like I guess it's like to make yourself uncomfortable or just go out more I guess but it's tough I I get it because I've been high every day here. <laughs> and I Are you high right now? No, I'm actually like, because whenever I drive, I, I don't trust it. Like, I oh. won't put anything in me, like booze or, or weed. That's smart. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to fuck around with that. But I feel like, I get it, man. If you come to the club and you're like, you feel like you want to drink. And then when you don't drink anymore, why would I be at a, yeah. like, you know, I the, if I'm not drinking, I'm not at clubs. And then, you know, it's mm-hmm. hard. You get to a comedy show and someone gives you a drink ticket. So I, I get like if you're trying to stay clean of that to stay away from that. Yeah. And then you got lesser sets. But I guess like, you know, you find a balance so that you can go yeah. out more. You should go out more. I think. Yeah, I think it's more so because like I was at the improv last night and I didn't have a spot, but I was just like cruising around and like trying to be like, hey, guys, I'm still here. And like I ran into a few people and then I ran into people that I hadn't seen for a long time and they're introducing themselves to me. And I was like, fuck, OK. I was like, either I look different because I stopped drinking and I lost, like, weight. Like, how much weight did you lose? I lost, like, 30 pounds. I like Kardashian body for a hot minute. So when I met you, I think I was, I, I like, had, like, boobs and, like, ass and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> I had, like, all the things. I, like, went through puberty at, like, 31. So, oh, you, and you lost all that? I lost all I, well, I mean, I still have a butt, but, like, I've always had a butt since I was a kid. But, yeah, like, boobs gone. Like, it was wild. I mean, I never really had boobs, and then all of a sudden I got them, and I was mad about it, and I didn't know, like, what But then you lost the weight. Were you just drinking and eating, or what happened there? I think it was, like, a combination of, like, being really depressed yeah. and um, unhappy in my relationship, and then I wasn't doing stand-up as much as I normally would be because I was in this relationship, and he was doing stand-up, and there was, like, this weird competition because, like, I... Oh, it was a comedian. Yeah. Okay. So we were together for, like, three years, and... Oh shit! That's like that's it's a yeah. long time and um, living together. Living together for two, like here. No, oh. it, this was in the valley. No, this is all mine. Like Perfect. I broke up with him and I let him keep everything and anything that we shared together. I have since burned or have thrown on the street. Was so. it that bad of a breakup, <laughs> huh? No, I just woke up and was like, I hate you, and I left. <laughs> because was that slowly brewing? Yeah, I because think. Because you hated him as a person or what you No, become? it was more just like us together. I hated myself. I hated the relationship. We just were not a good match. I think. Um, you were a good match for how many years, would you say, before it fell Six apart? months, maybe. And then what? we were just fueled on like drama and like just, you know, jealousy. And then we were both doing stand-up, and everyone was like so obsessed with us being together. Like, oh, you're like the comedy couple, and... I didn't want to be that. And like he hated that, like I would go around to all the clubs because I was getting a lot of spots. Yeah. I wasn't getting paid yet, but like I was getting booked. I wasn't good, but people just liked me. And he was more of like not the happy, like friendly kind Medium, of comedian. Yeah. So people, j- he just, I think it's likability is half of it. Big time. I'd rather be around someone who's like maybe not there yet. Yeah. Than someone who is there and who's just energy shit. Yeah. yeah. So it was just like I'd walk into the comedy store because from 2013 to 15, I was a fixture there. Like everyone knew knew me. We would, I'd walk in and people would be like, what's up? Like Adam, the manager, would be like, hey, Lori, you know, Toby. Everyone just knew me. Yeah. And like I was just cool with everyone. Um, and he wasn't, I guess, or something. People just it. didn't know him. He just wasn't out. Like, I was more motivated to just, like, be out meeting everyone. And then I lost that. Like, something happened. I hit a wall. 
and I was like, I gained weight. I was just like feeling depressed. I was like broke, living with this dude. We were both broke. It just like wasn't good. But then I wasn't funny. Like I couldn't be funny anymore. Because you were more depressed than angry. Yeah, I was like too yeah. in it, right? So then when I rem- so then I woke up, and was and I s- I met you. And I woke up now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, the soup combo. Huh? Yeah. That's what I do, man. I just, I just yeah. go. If you're breaking up in a relationship, <laughs> I will be there and, yeah. you know, to, to, to wake you up. Yeah, like had a fight. And I think I was telling you about it or something. And then um, and then a couple months later, I'm trying to remember the month. What was that? Like February. Yeah. So like a month later, I was like out. Um, and then I started hitting comedy hard. And the booze, and I was living the life. I was so I thought I was so happy. You're hitting the booze though. Oh yeah, I was just out. I was just dating. I was back on the apps. I started shaving the backs of my legs again. Like oh, I was really? just like the backs only. <laughs> no both. Okay. But for a while, I would just do the front. I'm like, who cares? <laughs> I was like, damn. Now I can now I have to shave everything. But we're good. And I was just like, I was living, and I thought I was so happy, and I did that for a year year and a half and then i went to the comedy store and i i really wanted to get on potluck and uh but i was i had a day job so i couldn't be there at five and i ran into adam and he was like listen like seeing you around you know you've been doing this for a few years like i'll give you a spot so i'll give you a spot on potluck and i was like dope and i was still drinking yeah and i i go and uh i like do pretty well not great not like i didn't kill but like consistent like the whole three minutes was consistent but i was nervous as fuck i felt like i had just started doing stand-up all over again and i get off stage and he's like thanks so much and then someone came up to me and and um we were like talking about my set and i was like man i forgot to say this and she goes and i'm not gonna say her name i don't want to out her she goes hey have you ever thought about not um having a drink before you get on stage and I was like, because I, I couldn't have one. That's what I was tripping on. I got there too late. I was going to have a whiskey and then run up. Oh. Right when I got there, Adam's like, you're up right now or I'm giving your spot away. So I get up there and I come off and I'm telling her, I'm like, man, like I was so nervous if I would have had a drink and blah, blah, blah. And she's like going through my whole set with me. And she's like, have you ever thought about not? And I was like, damn, I don't know. Maybe I'll just like not. She's drink. like, I th- she's like, they'll keep, you'll keep getting up if like, I think you'll keep getting up. So that like fucked with me for a week. And then. I was like, nah, that's dumb. I don't. I still am gonna drink. And then I ca- I hit it hard, <laughs> and then um, got on potluck again. Killed, like was drunk and ki- thought I killed. Oh, and so I you did or didn't? I did, but, but I was drunk. Okay. Um, next day I said I'm gonna not drink ever again. Because. I just had like an experience after that where I continued the like partying and I was just like, I'm just going to like, this feels so good. I'm going to go do a mic. I'm going to try to get on this show. Like I went all around town that night and like blacked out and then woke up in the morning and I should have been like stoked. Like I like did Pollock again. That was like what I've been working towards. And I like people were like, good job. And then. I don't know. Something just like a switch went off and I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I'm so fucking miserable. And um, now it's been almost two years That's and amazing. I've done you more stand up. And you feel better, too. I feel better. You look better, probably. I look better. I don't remember how you look <laughs> back it's then. Okay. You know I, mean? I do lost. remember when I met you. Yeah. No, I don't remember. I remember now it's all coming back to me. Yeah. That kitchen. The kitchen. Yeah. But yeah. So that was wild. So that was like 
Um, I do remember you running a joke now. Yeah, the soup. <laughs> I was like, what do you think of this? And you were like, I, nah. <laughs> I do remember now. Right when you said all this stuff, I go, oh, I could visualize it now. I'm like, Yeah, we oh, were yeah. like standing in the kitchen. Yeah. And then you were like, oh, so you got in a fight with your boyfriend? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, what do you think of this soup joke? <laughs> Yeah, because I don't, you know, I probably don't engage that much like that. And yeah, and I'm like, but I think you were talking about your book. I think, yeah, I think it was the close parameters, too. Yeah. And Rami was standing there and like I hadn't seen Rami for a while. Um, But yeah, we were all standing there talking. I forget who else. There was someone else there. Rich, maybe. Yes. Yeah. yeah, Rich. Rich Ruiz. Rich. Yeah. Who I like now know. That's who was staying, because then I became really close friends with Rich through Rami. Because okay. Rami introduced me to Rich, and then I, then we became, then me and him, when I lived here, hung out all the time. And then another guy named Ray, who's not a comic, and the three of us were always hanging out. Well, Rich is good friends with my friend Katie Holler, who was sleeping on my couch. I probably met her then. Yeah, maybe. and she was in town. This was in the summer, in June. And I didn't know that I had met Rich before. Yeah. So I, like, we're hanging out for, like, the whole week. And um, just like the group of us, not like that. And I didn't think that. Yeah, I, I just felt like, like I said that like, hey. You can tell me off camera. Yeah. Off, off no, 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 no. <laughs> it was literally like these all these I young all these young kids <laughs> I'm hanging out with. And Rich like, isn't young. I think he's younger than me. Well, he might be younger than both of us. I'm yeah. older than you. He's I like just, 28 maybe. Yeah, I just felt like everyone was really young. Cause we like we would go out on the town. We like go do a show and, and then we would like drunk. go out, out. And then like. But you were sober. I was sober, yeah. So. Okay. I had just gotten a year or something at that point, but um, but yeah, I forgot what we were talking about again. You don't smoke either weed. No, nothing. Okay. I'm so like, if I smoked in front of you, if we were hanging out, you're not gonna be like. No, I don't, I don't care. Okay. It's because this is my choice. That's what I was saying. Okay. I don't care. I'm here to lead you back yeah. on track in Thank the podcast. You. Oh I am God. hosting <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> yeah, you're the host now. <laughs> no, that's what I was saying. So you were like, yeah, if you can, it's probably weird for you to go out and like drink and like be around drinking. No, so that's the thing. I don't care what anyone else does. Like in comedy, I can be, you could be doing, I mean, I don't recommend this and I hope that I don't want to be around it. But if you were doing like cocaine in front of me, I'm not going to be like, that dude sucks. I'm like, I'm just going to be like, I'm going to go in the other room while you're done doing yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But like, that's the thing for me. Like I'm, the sobriety stuff was just like, I had to be sober to be able to do all the things that I get to do now. Well, you had better focus probably, too. It's more clarity. Yeah, yeah you did the right thing. Yeah. You, did, you don't want to be out here like that, trust me. But I do feel it like... It is a key to your... The to key to... Even more success. success. Yeah, but, and I yeah. think that now I, like... It's it's why I want to do the podcast, because now I'm like, all right, I'm kind of... I felt like I had to start over. Like, I had to start over with, like, my credibility. Like, I had to prove myself again. I'm still doing that. But um, a podcast is, like... I even talking to like um, m- the the manager that I have there. He's like, you have a podcast, and I, you know, that's a thing now. I didn't, you know, yeah, we do, like but it's not it. it's not out. Like, but also it wasn't a th- the podcast we started was more of like I did it more for mental health. Mm-hmm. It was more of like I wanted to do a podcast about mental health. Yeah. So I can it can help me talk through my own issues, and so it wasn't a thing like we were like let's start a podcast because people are starting a podcast. It was more of like that, but he, I remember him asking me that, and I just was like, in my head, I go, yeah, that's what people now, that's like a thing. Yeah, it's like, I, you know what I mean? Yeah. Almost like, (laughs) do you have a website? Yeah, well, I have a joke, I joke all the time, I'm like, when people are like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, you know, like, everyone have a podcast. Like, even when I first (laughs) posted the first one, my Instagram, like, the caption was, 
hey guys, sorry, I started a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, uh, I, I want to apologize too when when we post it. I go, hey man, I'm sorry, but yeah. they are. This is great. Now you have the clarity. You don't. You're not getting. Yeah. Wasted. Well, this the, the podcast was something, so I needed a hobby. So I was like, well, I'm gonna do this podcast and hang out with all my more successful friends, and hopefully they'll like rub off on me. Yeah, I think I think uh, yeah, we could we could help you. Yeah, I, I just like need a spot or like, <laughs> you know, get me a guest star on your show. So hey, man, if I had the power, <laughs> man, I don't have I, you know I, I don't have any real power. I know, I'm like I well, can hang with you at a caf- cafe and just probably say dumb things. That's the power that that I yeah, have. that's fun. I mean, I was hoping that you were gonna be like, yeah, so Rami's gonna give you a, a guest spot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't, you kidding. know, I'm, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry that I let you down, dude, but <laughs> I, I feel, you know, I feel Not it was a good fun. hang, you know. It's fine. Those have been fun. You like listen to me tell nine stories, which normally that's not how this goes. I I wanted to interview you. Yeah. So I switched it on you. Yeah, you did. So you practice for your podcast that you're going (laughs) to do. They don't let me. They don't let me lead the podcast. Really? No, it's it's, the podcast is me, an actor and a therapist, a real therapist. Oh, So so it's not even like. Uh, he guides the whole thing. I just kind of come in. So I see. Well, you can come back anytime and be guest host. I, I, I would like that. And you can, co- if you're in New York I'm and you want to talk there. about your therapy. I'm going to be there March 6th through 9th. I'll be there. I'll be there. I think I'm staying in some hotel. I forget. Little Sister or something like that. For a show, I assume. Um, I'm trying to get shows. I don't have anything booked yet. I'm just going. Oh, wicked. Yeah, you, you, I'll, I'll, yeah, yeah, we got you. Yeah, so I'm going. I'm, I'm hitting up all the people, though. Okay. I'm, like, putting it out there. Because I, yeah. So, all right, let's wrap this up. <laughs> <laughs> so you were like, be out more, dope. Okay, be out more I can for do sure. that. One, you already, you got your clarity. You're not drinking anymore, yeah, not so drinking. just focus. You do this podcast. Yeah. Now that's helpful. And then yeah. maybe you can also, be, now that you have this newfound, like, uh, time uh, without when you're not partying, getting high, you can, like, you know, obviously you probably are writing scripts, filming stuff, you know. Like, yeah. I remember even, like, filming uh putting out our own special me and uh, man my manager and, and a product and a dude who runs a production oh, company in Canada well we just want I I was like auditioning for Comedy Central and mm-hmm. then I was just like you know instead of getting frustrated at them yeah. for like what they want why don't you just do what you do for the people that enjoy you so then that's when I called my manager I was like yo I want to start I want to film a special on my own I'll put yeah. up the money and then he was like well this this guy we know he's starting a production company he used to do the half hours in Canada. What oh. about that? So then that all helped. And from there that I feel that helped me, you know, made them make a decision on me getting a Netflix thing. Like yeah. it helped. It, I won an award off of it in Canada, at like our, our version of the Grammys. So I'm saying if like you're ever, you know, anytime I got to a point where I got frustrated, I was like, well, instead of just focusing on and being negative, why don't you just try to create? Because in the end, no one's going to truly give a fuck about you. I feel. Yeah, you have and, to care. Yeah. So I, I think that was like, I just wanted that as my business card, basically. So I have a visual of the special shot, just like the ones you would see on Netflix, if not better, like yeah. production-wise, and it helped out a lot. So I think that could be like when you start creating and writing and, and having your own ideas and stuff like that and being patient, which is very hard, and then just like kind of like just keep working. It's like it's like um, they asked somebody about like I think they asked Shia LaBeouf about like what do you like if you're nervous with roles and stuff he goes look man if he goes if you do the homework that's what I do I prepare I prepare so yeah. it's like if you hustle that way 
and then not put your head down, but just, you know, it sucks because we're on the, uh, we're in social media. So we see everyone's yep. wins, <laughs> but if you just push that out and like, you know, I used to bother me all the time. Now I'm just like, however, man, like, you know, you look at it, you're like, yeah, they're winning, but like you could also win too by not yeah. fucking getting sad. It has nothing to do with you. They're not it's timing you know, too, right? Yeah. It's like all about when you're ready for it. Yeah. Like I, I definitely think that like your story's cool because you like had the ebbs and flows and now you're like right here like things are you're cruising along and that's cool and like well i feel comfortable now yeah. and i also feel like you know it's just more of like you know if i want something it's it's i have to be work hard so it's like a more of like i never wanted to be bitter doing this i i i, I, I just grateful for whatever if i'm still working after like doing this since i since i was like a, a early 20s then i think that's a victory i let go i let go of uh you know, I was so hard on myself in a sense. I'm like, well, you're not you're not famous, so who gives a fuck? So there's this heavy weight that everything I ever did meant nothing because it wouldn't mean anything to anyone else because I wasn't at a high, high level. Once I let that go maybe like two, three years ago, I just started to have more fun. And then things were happening because I was like treating myself way better mentally. Yeah. And I could sleep better at night too without this you, pressure. Do you do any like meditation or anything? Not yet, but I do. I do. I started to go see a therapist weekly, so oh, that's good. Yeah, I made that step. I don't do any meditation yet. I'll try. Maybe someone will teach me. I don't. I don't buy into it just yet. You just. This is what you do. I can teach you how to do it for one minute. Okay. Yeah. So you go somewhere comfortable. Okay. Okay. And you can be sitting up or laying down. Okay. I prefer laying down. Like on my back. Yeah, on your back. Take a towel. It doesn't have to be wet, but it can be. It's okay. hot out. Put it over your eyes and you just lay there in silence and you put a timer on for 60 seconds. And if you do that and you're like, oh shit, it's already been a minute, then you do it for another minute. And then you try to get up to five minutes and then you just every morning for five minutes just lay in silence, eyes closed, shut your brain off, turn everything off around you. But it took me a year and a half to do five minutes without being like, I gotta check my phone. Is oh, it, has shit. it been five minutes yet? Like, what the fuck? Now I'm just like... Now you can do it. I can do it. And I remember, like, I was going to... So before I stopped drinking, because I was ser in search of something to, like, help me just, like, feel whole, I was going to do ayahuasca. Oh, yeah. And uh, I never got to do it. But okay. um, I thought that, like, that was the answer. I, like, heard all these stories. I did all this reading. Like, you do ayahuasca, and you, like, don't have sex for a month, and you don't drink coffee, and you, like, eliminate all yeah. these things, and then you clear your mind... And then you'll like have this like spiritual experience where whatever trauma or whatever shit you're hanging on to, you're gonna like be faced with it, right? And you're either gonna like run from it or you're gonna embrace it. And most people like freak out. And they and but then they like throw up and then you're like, Oh my god, I wanna do that again and that's what I thought. And so I was like the first day that I was like getting ready to do it, <laughs> I was at my friend's house and I s I'm sitting in their living room after like drinking a whole bottle of wine by myself the night before i live hard well, that's a very hard life there, i'm sitting there i thought it was fine i was doing fine i was like whatever we were having italian food um i'm sitting there and i'm staring out the window and they have all these beautiful plants it's in highland park and i'm just staring and i'm like what the fuck am i supposed to be doing <laughs> <laughs> like i can't do it <laughs> i can't do it it's like am tough. i supposed to just close my eyes so i close my eyes and i'm like my brain's still talking to me like what the fuck and like but that was the problem was that, like, Fear. I was expecting something. So you, you just have to just, like, just do it. Yeah. I'll try. I'll try. 
I don't you know. You should try it tonight. <laughs> you should be like, Paul, can you go wait outside? I need Paul's to not. Do he, he comes back tomorrow. So. Oh, where is he? He's in uh, D.C. He was at the um, improv. Oh, DC wow. improv. That's dope. Yeah. See, I think I figured out the key to success. Do you want to know what it is? Like sleep next to Paul? Yeah. Okay. No, I was going <laughs> to say, <laughs> I was going to say, surround yourself with people that have what you want and that, like do yeah. do what they do. That's good if you're around people that are working also like just as hard or harder. That's helps. I would do yeah. that too. I try to get around people that are just hustling and that inspire you. Yeah. Well, I feel like I've held you hostage. You didn't hold me hostage. Because you kept like leaning over like you wanted to go. I never did that. When did I do that? <laughs> Don't tell these people <laughs> these lies. I never did that. Okay, I was sitting like, like this, dude. Like, that's true. You are like sprawled out on my couch right yeah. now. Yeah. This is the most comfortable I've been on a podcast. Really? Yeah. Well, uh, my legs are like this. Damn. You know? That's good. Is yeah. that because of me or because like do you now, did I just restore your faith back in Los Angeles and now you want to move back? All came full circle it from did, the kitchen. Yeah, probably. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna <laughs> right, right when we get off here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look for an apartment. <laughs> no, it's gonna be in this area too. <laughs> so then, you really have to stick to your words. You'll just oh, see shit. me as a neighbor, and I'm just gonna wave and be cheery. That's my dream. Is to have like a, someone that you know as your neighbor. No, okay. My dream <laughs> is to live the Friends series. I want to. I don't want a roommate, so I'm going to be like Phoebe or something because Phoebe always lived alone, I'm yeah. pretty sure. But like my dream is to live in an apartment building and have like friends across the hall. Yeah, we can, you know, I can move across there and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. this you, this apartment over here is open. Is I, it? I think it's like a, a one bedroom. It's nicer than this because they redid it. Oh, sweet. This is like one of the last ones that hasn't been redone. Right now, my apartment's like half modern, half like it's still 1982. <laughs> I like it. Thanks. It's I like the cabinets. I fucking hate the cabinets. Why? Because they remind me of being a kid, like, at the house I grew up in. Oh. Like, literally, they're the same. Which, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, it's 2020, man. I don't know. I dig it, man. I never grew up in your house, but I did. <laughs> I mean, it was nice, <laughs> but it's not 1993. It's, like, 2020. But it I've could be retro, like, hipstery. That's true, but, like, these aren't, like, the cool kind of, like, retro, like... But who are you trying to... Which, which, who are you trying to impress that comes in and goes, fuck, I was going to leave with these cabinets. <laughs> no one. I want to walk... <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to impress myself. I'm like, every Fair day enough. I'm That's trying to elevate part. myself, like... Like, I'm trying to, I, you know, I th at one point in my life thought that having things was, like, the key to happiness. Like, I'm just going to get a fuck ton of money, and I'm just going to have the car, and I'm going to have the one-bedroom apartment. Really didn't aim high. should have aimed for a house, you know, manifesting. And then, like, I'm going to, like, walk like walk into my place after a hard day's work, and I'm going to be like, man, I'm killing it. I got all those things, and I'm like, man. <laughs> you want better cabinets. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's fine. The moral is nothing. Things Nothing's ever going thing, to make you yeah, happy. Yeah, things don't make you happy. It's I like you. Your cabinets you more, yeah. make you happy. Thanks. Well, you're a guest, so I think that um, <laughs> I'm glad that you're you're happy. This is my bedroom TV. I brought it out here so you wouldn't be like, why does she just have like what's happening? No, I wouldn't have judged you. It's small. It's fine for your, for your bedroom. <laughs> it's a bedroom TV. What are you trying to watch? Well, no, like I I need a TV for out here. I'm gonna hang it. <laughs> You'll get one. I believe in you. Yeah. If you ever listen to the podcast, every episode I say I'm gonna get that, and this is episode 19, <laughs> <laughs> and it's been sitting in my cart on BestBuy.com for like five months. 
the TV. Wait, the TV, you have the TV. It's sitting in the cart, like, online. Like, I go to Best Buy, and I'm like, I should just buy it. Just get it. it. They can deliver it here, dude. I know. Um, You should do it this week, man. You have a TV. It'll be nice. You're right. I should. Then you can, like, you know, like, you know, watch porn, like how you were going to. Yeah. <laughs> but how, okay, here's the thing. I've never. <laughs> yeah, so I was with my friend watching porn. I go, I don't know if that's your friend anymore, is it? <laughs> I've never, like, I've never looked at porn. The clo- Like, the only porn, there was a summer where I got really into, like, Showtime after hours, like, the softcore stuff. Oh, yeah. Because the storylines are pretty fun. Yeah, it's like less aggressive. I feel. Yeah, I got like way into it. Like at first I thought it was funny, and then I was like, "Oh, this is kind of working for me." Oh shit! Yeah, but now <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, what do I, what do I watch? Like, what are the kids? Like, I mean, these young kids, man, they're watching all the porn I know because like sometimes I'll like date one of them, and then I'm like, where did you learn that? Like, what is happening? It's not. I just got on Snapchat. I did not know what that. I didn't know. Wait, I did what? Not, yeah, I did not know. <laughs> What people use it for, and it's wild. My dude. my boy last night goes, did you you did you say you got on Snapchat? I go, yeah. He goes, dude, it's two thousand fucking yeah, twenty. I go, I didn't know what it was used for. Well, it's used for multiple things, but there's another side that is used. Well, for. Well, there's like the porno side. There's like a whole other like. There's like a dark Snapchat. That's what I mean. <laughs> I didn't know that you just be like it evaporates, and I'm like people are out here like this. Because my I, sister goes, you should get on Snapchat. I go, what the. F- yeah, you're in your thirties, Mary. And I don't know if it's like cool anymore, is it? Yeah, there's like a yeah. I deleted I, it from my phone. I deleted. No, I just it got all back in on two days ago, man. Damn. All right. Well, <laughs> you should get I'll, back in, dude. I don't know. Every time I log back in, I have some like randos like messaging me, that, and they like send me dick pics, but it already went away. And I'm just like, you know what? You got. I will hit, never send. Yeah, you gotta hit to me. You. you gotta hit my DMs on Instagram because that's the only thing I'm really active on. But I would not send you. I wouldn't send anyone a dick. I, I've sent. Two dick pics. One I got friend zoned. <laughs> I was Wait, th- was it unsolicited? No, it, we were working towards it, and then they were like, "I don't, I don't feel comfortable sending something like that." You know, uh, you you know, if you, want, I'm like, "Okay, I'll send one," and then I never got nothing back. <laughs> so oh, I was man. like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. And the other time, I was like, "Delete this right away, please. <laughs> I will not move forward until you I just get this fucking sign off. the contract." Yeah, yeah, I was like, "Please." And that was only twice. Am I? Uh, yeah. Okay. Other than that, it's very uncomfortable. I don't trust yeah. it being out there. Yeah. Because I, I feel that I feel the dick is so vulnerable. It's not like like breasts. Or, I feel like if I my dick's out there, like that's yeah. it. That's all yeah. I got. Well, it's and. Out. And we look at your surroundings, too. So if you're, like, bad at, like, your angles and you, like, didn't clean up your room and there's, like, socks yeah. in the corner, I'm going to be like, yo, I'm not going to come fuck you. Like, Yeah, so I stay avoiding all that stuff. So <laughs> there's no dick pics on this side. That's good. Um, all right. So that was the third key to success. That's the third key. We dick pics are not necessary. <laughs> no, they're not necessary. Just be funny. Don't send dick pics. Just be out. funny. Oh, yeah. So last question. Then you can you can walk the mile back to your car. No, I'm not, I'm not going to just drop the mic and just leave. Well, I have to leave. I'm not going to just hang out. <laughs> <laughs> A crazy podcast guest. He's like, well, now I'm here. Uh, <laughs> You're like, I'm, I'm hanging. What are we doing for dinner? I'm like, it's Sunday. I think I have a meeting to get to. <laughs> How crazy would be I bully you into a dinner? <laughs> like, <this is> so <laughs> <laughs> well, I did say we should hang out. Oh, yeah. So yeah. It w- I don't think it would be weird. But, no, it wouldn't. Um, it but your last question, though. No, I don't want to derail last, you. Okay, last question. Um, 
if someone was like, I want to be a comedian, what would you say? Uh, probably like <laughs> the thing I didn't do a lot of maybe sometimes is like have fun. It's like yeah. and then you get so businessy about it that it just kind of loses that that the Wow, you're so nice. I would tell them don't. <laughs> There's I, enough know, of us. <laughs> I, what I tell them, I, I I'm now just I no, it's true though. I go, well, how serious are you? Yeah. And they're like, well, I go, look, man, I've told multiple people that if you're not gonna do this every day and love it, like if you're not gonna do this, even if they didn't pay you, then there's no fucking point yeah. putting yourself through this. It's 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 it could get horrid. So that's what I tell them. I go, I just need if you're committed, yeah, do it. But if not. Get the fuck out. Like, yeah. what's the point? You know, if you're doing it like once a week, like I get it. You want to just try it and you're not bothering mm -hmm. anyone. But I just feel like, well, don't invest so much mentally if you're just doing it that little. That's what I mean. If you like, why are you asking me for advice when you're just going to do it once or twice a month? Who I cares? think that's true. I love I like your point about if you won't, if you will still do it and not get paid, because that's what I always told myself. Like, yeah. I now like if I if I'm out of it all I get paid and stuff and that's like the coolest thing I can't believe someone will pay me to talk about fucking skateboarders and backpacks but like it's cool yeah. there's a lot of skateboarders and backpacks I in New York them. too dude yeah. so I know. we'll take you to Williamsburg and you can just like hell yeah can we do that up. on yeah. like my first night there yeah, yeah. Dope. is it the 6th is a Friday it's a Friday out I get in at I well, I'm about to buy my ticket they're cheap right now it's like yeah. 200 bucks where's the uh, where's the hotel what area do you know no, I need to look. I think I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, let me know. This I could have this conversation with you outside of the yeah, podcast. Yeah, we don't have to be on the pod. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, like, I think that's true. Like, I'll, I'll do any spot. I don't fucking yeah. care. Like, you want me, as long as I have, as long as I have the time, like, I'll drive to San Diego. And it's, if it's a Friday night, I mean, a Wednesday's going to be tough because I got to be up at six. Yeah. But, like, I'll do it because I, like, that's how much I love it and. I'm able to six years ago. You were like, let's drive to San Diego. I'm like, I need a friend. I need to like get five people yeah. who can pitch in for gas. So like, that's cool. But I think that's true. Like if you, if you only will do something cause you're going to get paid, you don't love it. Enough. You don't love it all. That's, that's, that's just yeah. a job. That's a job. So that's my, that would be my advice. If someone asked me that. Okay. Um, can where can people watch your special? They could watch my special right now on Netflix. It's part of comedians of the world. That's all like, like, all over you can watch it if you're in any country and then um if you go to um why am i stuttering apple if you just put in uh, on apple music if mm -hmm. you just put my name in dave merhej the, the other specials on there too dave well, merhej yeah m-e-r-h-e-j-e and your what's your social it's uh at dave merhej for everything instagram twitter facebook snapchat uh, snap i don't even know what my handle <laughs> is but you can find me on snapchat <laughs> If you're going to send me dick pics, though, <laughs> give me a heads up. <laughs> yeah, ask first, yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. Don't just send unsolicited. Like, I fucking hate that Yeah, shit. just tell me you want to send me a dick pic. So yeah, be fine. like, hey, do you want to see it? And maybe I'll be bored and I'll be like, yeah. Yeah, you never know. I'm 39, man. I, you know, I'm a little yeah. bit like more relaxed. So, you know what I'm saying? I might want to <laughs> look at a dick. <laughs> to compare. Your dick might be, yeah, your dick, your, your, <laughs> your dick might um, inspire me. What about unsolicited titty pics? Yeah, who am I to say no? You know what I mean? Do you think, guy, like, I've had guys before just be like, or, like, one guy told me that he's, like, he's your age, he's, like, 39, he's like, you know, I just, 
I don't really care about that shit. Like, if I've already seen it in person, like, you don't need to send that to me. And I'm like, mm. really? No, nah, there's a there's a cool <laughs> aesthetic to it. I I still I it's 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 fun. You just go. Ooh. Yeah. Maybe he was negging me. Like. Like, just being a dick about it, but hoping I would keep sending. He for stuff. sure wanted <laughs> you to keep. Sending. Anyone that brings it up, he's like, for sure. He what yeah. is he rejecting? Yeah, what guy? Like, what he's opening? Oh, again. <laughs> I was like, come on, that was some no. careful curation. Yeah, man. I, <laughs> you, you saw know. them in the dark. Now I'm showing you them in a different light. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would like, I, like, if I've already seen your your breasts, I would love to see them again <laughs> on uh, on Snap. Like, if we were like kicking it, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't turn them that away. It's still exciting. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, ladies, you can send unsolicited titty pics. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wow, we've been talking for two hours. You are officially the <laughs> longest yeah, podcast yeah, episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyways, well, Dave, thanks so much. Thank this you. was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. I don't know. Should I edit out the porn stuff? No, keep it in, man. Leave, leave I have it all no in. secrets. Yeah. Keep it raw. All right. Yeah. Dope. Thanks for coming. Thank you for having me. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> that didn't even feel like two hours. I know it didn't. Um. Let's listen a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> or you can listen and read. <laughs> oh my god, that would be the worst. Can you imagine? Do we have to redo it? Yeah, redo it. Thank you.